Hello, and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And this is how I feel like sometimes our uh, our episodes are going to come from now. We're just going to get a buildup of stuff because we're, tr- you know, waiting to find that proper time where, you know, two halves of the world align. So then we just get, like, a bunch at once. And, I mean, granted, it is that kind of Christmas season or holiday season where there's just more crap than uh, you can kind of deal with. Even though I will say this, the movies have been kind of weak in theaters. There, like, hasn't been... You know, like, sometimes, like, there's some years where, like, between November and December, like, you're going to the theater, like, three or four times a week to catch up on everything. Like, I'm looking ahead, and I'm like, well, uh, clearly got a nice space, you know, of time to wait till something comes out. Well, I guess also at the same time when, like, three studios own everything by this point. They don't want too much overlap and too much of, like, competing with themselves. Because when you think about it, like, oh, yeah, Disney owns Marvel, Disney, and 20th Century Fox. So, okay. So yeah. I think their big one, I think the, after Black Panther, their big one is um, is uh, Avatar 2. Yeah, because Avatar 2, I guess, is going to be the next one there. But it's like it literally leaves Black Panthers in like such a like a nice position. Like It's got like nothing to compete against for like weeks. <laughs> you know, like, like maybe the only thing they had to compete with was like the One Piece movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> and anime like, movies are at that point where they don't like get like they don't pull in like say like yeah like black panther money but they do good they do good now at that point because now there's a big enough fan basis and like they're always so timid to be like all right we're gonna slide this little dragon ball movie out here we're gonna slide this fucking <laughs> uh like my hero academia movie hopefully somebody watches it and then like every fucking box office reporter is like surprisingly an anime movie did good this year like it happens every fucking time. Are we surprised at <laughs> this point? Yeah, but it's probably just the older guy. Like, surprisingly, this Japanimation film that came out of nowhere, you see, like, like, isn't it your job to know about all movies? No, I, I, I just come to work every day, and somehow, some way, there's a movie for me to watch. I, I, I don't even watch them really. I, I just, I just write reviews based on the movie poster. <laughs> I'm gonna break it's it down. So far. I don't like the work. <laughs> 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 but um, so but yeah so black panther yeah so so far it's working out so you know okay so black panther i looked at the movie poster i see a lady above and then some guy below looking up at like it's like a lake and a mirage so i'm assuming that like they're uh counterbalance people i don't know i don't know it looks first off like which one's the panther because they're people that confuses me yeah I, I didn't see a panther there you know i was expecting some kind of humanoid looking creature to be walking around you know what, what, kind of like a Universal Monsters movie. <laughs> You're like, stop random views based off of what you're seeing in the poster and not having any <laughs> backstory. <laughs> but so um, fun. but going into Black Panther too, because this was one of those movies for the longest time. It was like they, you know, it's been announced for like ever, and you're kind of like, well, uh, I, I, what are you gonna do? It's I know it's called Black Panther two, and uh, sadly enough, we lost our Black Panther guy, and it just seems kind of weird. Like, no, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna find a way. It's all gonna work out. The money's still gonna come in. It's still gonna come in. I got I got it all solved. That's how I feel like they were at Disney. It's just like shit, shit, shit. We had a gangbusters flick. Damn it, damn it, damn it. And this, you know, the secret sauce is now gone. What are we gonna do? We'll, we'll figure this out. So I think that so before this movie came out, we both were on the podcast. Like I think they should just recast them. No disrespect to yeah. Chadwick Boseman. 
I think they should just recast them and maybe just hold the movie off to give it time to like, you know, process. But like at the same time, I didn't immediately think like, well, the movie's going to suck if he's not in it. Not at all. I just was like, I don't know. I just, because he's always, I mean, I guess it's apparently at some point, Sherry has been a Black Panther in the comics as well. But Mm -hmm. I guess there's another part of me that was like, I mean, I I only really know T'Challa and a lot of like peak characters from Wakanda whenever they hop into other people's books. In all honesty, and for a minute he was part of the Avengers and whatnot. So, but it it was one of those things where I wasn't like I I still wanted to see the movie just because I like Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. as a director and the last Black yep. Panther is really good. So I'm just like, well, if he's going with through with this, then he's got to have something to say. And I do think it was a ballsy move to. Um, to go forward with the vision they did and make it more like everyone else in Black Panther and then also make it a story about grief and almost make it about like kind of moving forward, but with hope, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I I think it it definitely totally worked out. I really enjoyed the movie. I mean, probably the only thing I would say kind of against it is it's really long. It's for, in a sense, let's be honest, just a, a classic superhero of one character fighting another character. It's like it's like two hours and 25 minutes. Like it's like, OK, this probably could have been a straight two hours. And I think it would have been kind of like the the nice length, you know, not saying that like it's ever like dragging, but it is just it is one of those ones where it's like, OK, this is not, not an Avengers movie. Let's just say this. It's just a, a singular Marvel movie. So it seems kind of weird that it has this extreme length to it. Well, I'll say sometimes when you watch a superhero movie, I mean, I think we're more forgiving of it in the 90s and even before that, uh, where it would take forever for the character to get into a suit. Um, This is one where it didn't bother me because I guess enough superhero shit was going on throughout the whole time and it's about building up to become the next Black Panther. But at the same time, there was this, it didn't really feel like, I was never bored during the movie. No. I didn't really feel the runtime. I I know it was like their second longest movie, I guess, but it it did not feel like over yet. And I'm going to say it pulled something off. It pulled something off that I know is possible. I walked away like a Namor because guess what? I fucking hate Namor. (laughs) I fucking hate (laughs) Namor so much. All he does is, because in the comics, the comics I've read, all he does is he just comes in looking like fucking Leonard Nimoy from the fucking 70s and just kind of sneers, talks shit to everybody. And then, like, the only way. Doesn't wear pants, just just to top it off. (laughs) And the only way you can get his respect is to beat him in combat. And guess what? He's working with everybody eventually. So that means everybody at some point. His fucking bitch slapped him, okay? Mm. And yeah, all right, yeah, he's really strong. He has the whole we got to save the environment thing. But it just gets so fucking old. Anytime he bumps shoulders with nearly any character, he is the super, like, arrogant, pompous, like, I never, I never, I never, like, compromise. It just gets old. And that's, like, every interaction he's ever had. At least the comics that I was reading that he was popping in. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> I was, he was a character I was honestly hoping, like, they would just bypass like oh he's gonna be in it okay so this movie did something really amazing i actually like him in this movie because they mm-hmm. first off they, they he's not just a blatant like bitchy aquaman ripoff who's just kind of little, like a little like extra like snooty or whatever they make him like an aztec warrior they kind of change the whole aesthetic of oh, he's him. a mayan like, warrior Az- oh my yeah that's right mayan warrior and i think that's actually a cooler i think that's a really cool idea 
And it also kind of ties back around to some of the themes they were playing with in the first one, where um, the Andy Circus character says, like, um, says, actually, no, he said that they're looking for El Dorado, but it's not in South America, it's in Africa. But I guess it kind of comes back around and not, not really, but I guess it just seems kind of, I'm not sure if that was meant to be foreshadowing or what, but yeah. Yeah, well, no, I, I think that is definitely the 100% the best part of this movie is actually Namor. Namor, I think this new kind of origin, which I tried to even look it up, I'm like, is that origin ever appear? Because it's like, I always just think of him as the Atlantean kind of guy. And I know why they didn't do that, obviously, because then every, everybody's be like, dude, I saw the Aquaman movie. They just totally ripped it off. Like, that's what that's the first thing that's going to happen. And I know Namor's like literally about the oldest Marvel character known to mankind. It's like him, original, like, um, not Johnny Storm, but original uh, Human Torch, Human Torch and, yeah. and then like Captain America, like those are all almost like the the sort of like the proto day one kind of characters, and that's why I think it's kind of interesting why it took him this long to use Namor because I remember as a kid, like you you always saw Namor, like he was always in like every Avengers thing and everything like in the eighties and nineties and shit. I was just thinking like the, there's that Spider Man beat him up game for literally arcade and you know like when you can only choose four characters to play as and they got spider-man black cat hawkeye and namor like that's the character they chose it's obviously that's a big deal character you know what i mean they didn't just throw some random ass character and then no no no, they put that in there which you know as a kid you're like you feel kind of awkward being the guy walking around the speedo when you get older you're like dude i love being the guy walking around the speedo (laughs) well it's like (laughs) I just never gave a shit for that character. In this movie, they did a good job. I mean, he's still arrogant. He's still full of himself. He still doesn't compromise. And there is still a little bit of you that's like, dude, just be cool. Just be fucking cool, you know? But it's not like he's at least an interesting character in this, I feel like. I mean, maybe I just wasn't reading the right books, but I was just always just kind of like waiting for him to like get pushed off the screen or off the panel whenever I read him in a comic. Yeah, as I said, this one, this one, I think he's great. I think he makes for a good mm-hmm. kind of like villain slash somewhat anti-hero slash somewhat kind of like whatever you want to call him in this. But like that part there, like every single time I was getting into like his origin stories and how he came to be and so on like that. I, that was where I was like the most like in depth in this film right here. It's like I'm around the other stuff's cool, but I thought this added a lot to it. And then when you do the combo of both like the Wakanda and Namor's kind of region, so on like that, like everybody else in the world's like blaming it. It's like fucking Wakandas are out there destroying fucking fishing ships and so on. Be like, did you guys even look at the, like, like, the footage? Oh, I don't fucking look at the footage. I'm like the guy who just reviews movies by looking at the poster. <laughs> just the damn Wakandans, and they won't give us their stupid fucking metal technology. It's all we want. Look at France. France is trying to rob you at every second. This movie really goes like, hey, France, fuck you. France and the guy from West Wing. So, just like, <laughs> yeah, just like, like, man, dude, it's been a long time since you were no longer the, best, the president's like PR guy. Shit. <laughs> just like that second that wakanda's like oh we found some people trying to steal our metal oh fucking french again you know they're just walking out like oh, sorry yeah i know just like this fucking like fucking french you know, always going after that wakanda you know metal <laughs> well I, I even thought like it's kind of one of those things like um i think everybody in this movie did good i mean it's one of those mm-hmm. movies that i kind of like it's somewhere in my top 10. I don't know where, but um, it's one of those things where I can't really find anything to complain about. Maybe the yeah. length, really. It was just one of those movies that was really smooth. And even characters like 
Riri Williams, I never really read any of her comics. I know there's a lot of controversy about her when she came up, and I don't know if it's because, like, if it was sincere controversy or if it was just, like, somebody mad because, you know, they have a black character. I, I don't know what she was. If it was, like, but, like, in the as far as her movie counterpart goes, I thought she was pretty good. I mean, you know, because sometimes when you have the character who comes out of nowhere who's magically good at everything, no matter what they do, I still think she had enough personality and she was witty enough and still kind of flawed enough that I thought that she kind of had a good dynamic to this. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, because I will say there's if there's one thing that's kind of I just think it's a little bit kind of weird about like the almost the way that Wakanda sort of are in both the movies is sometimes I feel like their technology is a little bit too high for being like in earth still you know what i mean they, they, it feels like whenever you're in wakanda that you're in like some like alien planet because the technology is just ridiculously futuristic and i kind of hate to say i mean i know you got your own metal source there but no nobody's technology generally advances that highly by staying by yourself i mean look at every you know country that's like or like that's literally just like an island out there they don't it's not like they're making nuclear missiles out there by themselves you know what i mean yeah, they go up to space where things make a lot more sense with a talking tree and a raccoon. Yeah, but you know, it's still one of those ones. I just feel like the, that's the only thing is like I feel like that sometimes the, the Wakanda technology needs to be just toned down just a little bit. It could be highly advanced, but like it, yeah, as I said, it looks it looks so sci-fi. Where like you look at all the other characters on Earth and you're like, hmm. Well, it's it to me it seems kind of it's on par with like I mean slightly different or on par with like the Iron Man's technology by this point i mean because you look by the end they got to the point where when, when they first showed the iron man suit you saw it had all these mechanical arms coming down and putting it on him and they just got a point like let's just wrap this shit up just taps things on his chest and like nanobots everywhere let's just let's just make it quick you know come on guys yeah even like spider-man's like mask he just like you know the mask he doesn't longer he doesn't pull the mask off anymore it's a little nanobot thing that comes over his face you know so yeah they've all it's kind of i think it's just kind of common by this point, and I guess it's already such a crazy, over-the-top universe that it doesn't really bother me in that aspect. I guess you can say, um, I don't know, given all the other crazy shit happening in Marvel, that doesn't really trip me up so much. It's more, I guess, I mean, I guess the whole thing while being isolationist and having that being, being that far forward, but I guess if, if the idea is that they've had vibranium, they've at an early stage, got a head up, heads up on the rest of the world or something. But, you know, it's one of those things that, like, I never really put a whole lot of thought into, like, into it, in all honesty. But it's I, those, I just I just notice it every single time. It's just because you look at it and it just it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like, like it's almost like too when you have too much futuristic technology. If it was just a little bit, it would I, I would be like kind of believe. But it's almost like it's like ridiculous. It almost feels like they're like 500 years in the future or something like that there, you know. I guess it's meant to be kind of like an idealized future type of thing. I, I think it's yeah. meant to be something kind of like something to strive for, something we would like to have. Kind of like, kind of like Star Trek, but in Africa kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I also like how the Wakandas are like, the, the second that somebody else finds a vibrator, it's like, well, we have the copyright on it. Nobody else can have it. Just be like, sue, sue, sue. It's just like, oh, actually, apparently these, uh, these Mayans have it too because they found it. No, no, no. <laughs> believe me the second that the rest of the world gets it wakanda is not special anyway i feel like that's what they're like getting that they're like this is what makes us special is vibranium. You, you guys got a lot of all this stuff going. no it's all about the vibranium 
Well, I guess they they brought up a few times that the Vibranian that like the reason why they don't share it with the rest of the world is because like what the fuck are you guys gonna do with it? Look what you're willing to do to get it. And I, I can honestly see that and I, I can honestly see like that that would be some shady shit like that. Even the idea of like, hey, it's it's easy, it's I'm not detected by metal detectors, it's not there's like a bunch of things they said that by the, the benefits of vibranium. So I'm like I kind of get why, and at the same time, they've never attacked their country. And I know it's all fictional world. Who knows what? Well, you know, who knows what a a power like that would be with that much weapons in real life? Mm-hmm. But you know, in the context <laughs> that they already set up in the universe, I kind of get where they're coming from. It's like when you're playing Civilization, and then one of the other like you know countries tries to bully you into getting nuclear power from you, and you're like, no, no. Why would I give somebody I don't trust nuclear power technology? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. What? Like, hey, I know we were just on a nice like boat ride, and you guys kind of busted in, but yeah, take it. Why not? You know, it's cool. I mean, yeah, you wait, guys wait, wait, what like, are they gonna do? You kind of like scoffed and rolled your eyes at us whenever we walked in the room before you knew we had all this shit, and now you know we got it. Now you suddenly want to sit at the same lunch table? Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, no, I think that overall movie, I think one of the other best parts, too, is this movie's played straight. It's There's, like, barely any jokes. And if there is, they're, like, good jokes. They're not, like, corny, like, oh, let's throw in a goofy rap song right here just to make it, like, make, you know, people chuckle in the audience and stuff like that. Doesn't have any of that kind of stuff in there. And, I mean, granted, it's like, this is the thing. It's like, I wish all the Marvel movies kind of played is, like, straight and serious as these ones do. I think there are the ones that do have like um, sometimes I, I think something that kind of got Marvel. It, it, it's kind of like um, a give and take kind of thing. I think sometimes Marvel can come across as like, hey, you know what? They're, I think what got them the foot up in the first place is like they know there's a lot of people that scoff at movie at comic book movies. So they're like, all right, go in there with a little bit of tongue in cheek, go in there with a little like self-deprecating humor and then catch like catch someone's dad off guard or catch someone's like you know like you know uncle who's into his third beer off guard like oh oh i know that reference or oh that's that, that's kind of funny oh, okay okay oh I, yeah. I know i know redbone okay you know so then like suddenly so then they rely on that too much and then we get like fourth we get thor 4 or yeah. like um or uh, even thor like, 3 four, even though I, I I like three more than four, even though I liked four, I definitely understand all the criticism that movie gets. Or like, there's even like even like um, there's there's another one that came out. That's the thing. I usually could probably name them off the top of my head. This Marvel movie, that Marvel movie. Because there's so many now. I'm like, shit. Which yeah, there's the, one that came out this year. You know. Yeah, or, or well, like, like Ant Man and the Wasp, the second one. You know. Yeah. So it's kind of like after a while, like it's kind of, it's like. I got an example. Like it's like in, in in Thor three. Even though I like Thor three, there's that there's that moment in Marvel movies where they would like do like the typical triumphant superhero moment, and then like follow it up right up with a joke, just because you weren't expecting that at the time. But now you can almost kind of bet there's gonna be a joke right after to kill mm-hmm. him off the part. Like in Thor three, when Hulk's like, you know who I am, he jumps out the build uh, out like the building or the spaceship, whatever, and face plants on the ground and just looks. This kind of goes back to doing what they're doing. Like, I, I kind of knew that was going to happen by that point, you know? 
Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I, I get it. I'll say this. Yes, that works on the generic audience. Like, that. Wor- it, those kind of things work to get, like, that 90% in. But I feel like they're kind of, like, whenever I see those kind of things, it's like, those are kind of offensive to, like, the, the 10% that are, like, that actually really care, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those kind of things. And at least with this new Black Panther, I just said, it's like, I like the way that it played. It was just, like, it was, like, it was a serious movie. You know, nobody was slipping on fucking banana peels or anything like that. You know, like they they just played it straight. It wasn't like a parody flick. It wasn't like, you know, any of that stuff. I think that's what made it good. The action was badass. The characters had good origins and so on like that. It makes sense that I think that um, his sister would just be the next Black Panther. I'm like, that that seems like the most logical choice. You know what I mean? Like. My favorite character as far as all the Black Panther, like, um although Konda-based characters are, uh, Okoya. And I think that since, because she was in the other one a lot, and she had yeah. moments throughout the other movies, but this one, she really gets a chance to shine, and they really break her for a minute. And then you yeah. see her kind of come back up. To be honest, I kind of like it more without the costume. I'm assuming that's something from the comics, about the blue Iron Man suit or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the same time, though, like I really like what they do with your character, in this and freaking Angela Bassett's guy, I'm gonna bring some Oscar shit to this. Get ready, you know. You're, yeah, gonna, you're watching like a historical drama in a couple of scenes. Yeah, exactly. No, everybody they like totally killed in that. Is yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing really is good. As I said, I I, I say it's long, but it's not necessarily like a bad long thing. It's probably just does it. So it's just maybe just that fraction longer than it probably needs to be for a movie that I'm just gonna say it's just it is a one on. There's multiple characters, but it is kind of like the a classic superhero style of like one character versus another character, and let's see their kind of origins in between. Well, something else this movie does is because um, for a while there's that it's like I said, it's kind of a give and take thing. It's cool that it ha- I can think of moments where it's cool that it happens, and there are moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, do we do we have to make all the connections right now? Like for instance, um. I think we are all pretty excited about Spider-Man No Way Home and then, you know, seeing the other Spider-Mans and villains from the previous movies coming. That was all awesome. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, there becomes this big thing where everything seems like it's prep. Like, we're only watching this to see, like, a teaser or, like, a character implied to come in later or something. You, you know what I mean? Yep. So the idea of, like, I, I was a little kind of like... Because I heard Doctor Doom was going to be in like the um, mid credits or post credits or something, or he was the one who killed T'Challa or something. And then watching this, I'm like, you know, I really hope they don't do that because I feel like that's kind of because this is this seems like a very personal movie right here. So I really hope they don't do that. This is like the one one of the few times I'm saying, no, no, keep a big plot to- a big plot twist like that out of it just let this movie be what it is and it, and it does that and i think this is one of those cases where it works better because even like even though i liked um dr strange multiverse of madness it felt kind of just like it, it felt so weird because in some ways i feel like it was just piling on all the fan servicey shit in other ways only kind of like sticking its toe in you know what i mean Yep. No. Yeah. That, that's how I felt too about that one. It's it's like that. Uh, I I think it's just because that one just it, the anticipation of that one see, seems like it sets such a high bar. And then you get in the movie, and it's just probably if I went into that one of knowing nothing, you'd be like, man, that was a pretty good movie. But like when you just kind of multiverse of madness, all this kind of stuff, he's going to see all sorts of things that you know. 
it, it builds up a lot where this movie, I think like one, they didn't really advertise this movie very heavily, ironically at first, like maybe they did somewhere else, but like they did not play very many trailers for this thing. They did not. It was just kind of like, Oh yeah, by the way, black Panther two, just like, we're just going to toss out because we know we got nothing else to compete with in theaters. Let's be honest. <laughs> We know you're all gonna fucking see it. We yeah, exactly. Wakanda forever. You'll fucking show up. <laughs> um, it's also like I thought they. I'm wondering if they're planting the seeds because the big, the big twist. I guess the mid because there is no post credit scene, but there's a mid credit scene. Um, the the mid credit scene, the big one. Spoilers if you're still stuck around. Um, didn't see the movie yet. Uh, where they actually introduced T'Challa's son and. I thought that was clever. Like it, it, that's that's a good example because that is a big twist, mm-hmm. and it, it's clever. It also explains certain things because when you watch the, because um, you watch um, like Infinity War and Endgame, there's a little bit of me going, well, where's I don't remember the character's name, um, but where is Black Panther's girlfriend from the first one, or his ex or whatever from the first one? Where's she at during all this? You know, I'm like, well, I guess Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, what's her name? Lupita Nyong'o. I, I can't remember. I can't remember, but, yeah. but they, they but just dropped her off at Haiti, or Haiti. Yeah, and like, where's where's Lupita at? And then like, you're like, and they're like, oh, I, I guess that shit got bad between them, or maybe contracts or something. Like, oh no, 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 I um, <laughs> it's not. Like, it's like a Transformers <laughs> three thing where it's just like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I thought it was for a minute. I honestly thought it was. And then you find out. Like, oh, I thought no, you guys were doing had... so good. It's like, no, 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 no. She's a fucking cunt. I don't want to ever see her stupid ass again. <laughs> Even told the director to make sure she doesn't come in this next picture. <laughs> Hard eye contact with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even looking at Bumblebee while he says this. He's just looking directly at the camera saying it, like a slow zoom in on his face. <laughs> Michael really wrote this part in. He really wanted this to get in here. Yeah. Serious about that. He fought a lot of producers on this part. Um, (laughs) No, but the whole, I thought that was clever. The idea that they, the reason she wasn't there for the last five or six years is she was raising this kid. That would be a good reason. Like we fought fucking Thanos. Yeah. I just, I was feeding orphans. You could have made time to fight Thanos orphans you know so i I feel like this was a good this was a good excuse because that's you know and plus it also i think it's not to sound all like synergy and like you know we gotta gotta keep in mind about the franchise but in like you know five years or something that kid could probably do another i'm what what i'm guessing they're gonna do Mm -hmm. these characters the the characters that populate wakanda gonna be popping up in other movies i mean i think they could do a third black panther oh yeah shiri they definitely could, but I think probably what they're going to do is just my guess. They're going to pop up in other movies, and then like I don't know if it's going to be the same actor, but when that kid is like closer to like, like you know, like manhood, teenage, when he's a little closer to teenage, it's going to be like training him to take the place of his to be the next, you know, like Shuri training her uh, her nephew to be Black Panther along with her. I don't know. They they could also just do a third Black Panther with starring Shuri. They could do that too. That would make sense. Also. Yeah, I could just see him going multiple ways with it. You know. No, I I definitely think it is a, it is a long term investment. I think is what they're going with here, because literally when it was funny when they showed that kid, there was some drunkard who did not realize that that was Black Panther's son until it literally full on said it like. 
It's like, I was like, I felt like I got that right off the bat. The second I saw him, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Black Panther's kid. Cool. You know, this kid, and the, the second that they said his name, it's like, what? 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 It's just like, Jesus, calm down, man. Like, like, did you not see that coming? Like, no, I was, you yeah. know, 15 Miller lights in, and finally, finally, it all started making sense. <laughs> the world all came together at once for this guy. Yeah, I know it's not. I know movie theaters and um, film industries don't want to hear this. So I honestly think I'm at that point with like people talking to movies. You need a license to go see the fucking movie. It's not hard. It's not hard. It'd be the easiest <laughs> license to get. Yeah. There's just there's just a couple rules that keeps uh keeps the riffraff out, I guess. Yeah, just a few of them. But yeah, no, yeah. I really I really dug it and. Um, it's either that. It's this. Uh, I, would, yeah. I would pay a premium price to have a movie theater that just kept the riffraff out. Like I would literally pay more <laughs> to have an ex, like a luxurious theater that keeps all that stuff away. To be like, I would to, like to be that total kind of like snobby, like pinky out monocle. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the one case where that's the one case where I'm going to be elitist as fuck. Like yeah. in, in a movie theater, it's just like. I don't know if I ever go to like an A back back in the states. If I went to an AMC or a Regal, like fucking clockwork, somebody at some point start filming the movie on their phone, or like taking pictures, or like or like answer. I don't know what the fuck it is. What's wrong with people? I don't know. We always see this when we talk about a big movie that came out, but you know, it, it can happen on any movie too. It doesn't even have to be a big movie. It can be any movie. Like, you know. I think it's more likely to happen at like a. And like a Marvel movie than like a Martin McDonough movie, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, because there's a little bit more serious people, but you'd be surprised who gets dragged to what. But um, but yeah, you never know. Overall, never. that that um that Black Panther movie I thought was pretty darn good. I thought that was a uh, pretty you know on the top tier of that. And I will say is that Ant Man and Wasp three trailer looked extremely good because that was the first time i saw it was at the beginning of that movie and i was like man i'm I'm really sold again on the ant-man and wasp i was so sold on that second one and that was like the biggest i felt let down of all the marvel movies just about and so but i got high hopes for this one they even got the dugs going in with them and everything like that so they're bringing all the characters there. he's not just sitting on the sidelines anymore bill murray's there too you know he's probably just yeah I, I don't even know what that's all about but you know what I, i'm there as i said that movie looked really interesting i'm like i i hope this one's really good i hope they don't drop the ball on this well they're also what they did for like 10 years building up to Endgame. they're trying to do in like less time because uh, they're already i think they're already realizing like first off it's expensive bringing all these actors back so it's a lot of the contracts are a lot shorter. So, the, so these um, sagas are a lot shorter. And they already have, like, um, I think the two of in, two like closing out Avengers movies is already going to be in, um, what is it, like, in only five years away. So, um, and the villain of one of them, at least, is King the Conqueror, who's the bad guy of this film. Yeah, okay, that's kind of cool. So, well, you know, I'm looking forward to, no matter what it is, I'm always looking forward to whatever comes next. But um, good times in store. Well, jumping on from the movies, we go into the video games, and we had good old Sonic Frontiers, which we started on the last podcast and so on. And this time through, this is like, I haven't done this in a long time, but I literally 100% of this game, and I got all the achievements on it on the Xbox. I was like, oh, wow. And I mean, it wasn't like I, I really went out of my way as this all of a sudden I, I looked at him like, I got three more achievements again. I can get these ones. 
I'm a C student when it comes to like completing a game. Like I'll get the main story. And if there's like benefits that come from beating it all, then I really would. Now I know there's, there's but at the same time, there's cutscenes I can look up. So I'm kind of like, what's the two different endings? I mean, the endings are roughly the same, just slightly extended or this has been added or changed slightly. But um, so I'm kind of like good enough to beat the game. I got shit to do. So it wasn't um, really that much extra work realistically to kind of get this. That's the thing, though, is like it felt like just my normal playthrough. I was like, oh, shit, I pretty much just I was pretty much just about there. It was just like that one where it's just like you just need to go back and just do, you know, maybe just a little bit more work. And you, you were you're 100 percent. And I was like, OK, I, I can do that. It wasn't like one of those games. Where you're like, oh, shit, there's like a second half of the game to pretty much get the rest of that. This one was kind of one of those ones where it's like, oh, oh, hey, well, you I'm already practically there. Might as well just fucking finish those last couple stairs. So I'll say this. Uh, last episode, we kind of came in with um, first impressions, and then they were closing out with closing thoughts on it since people finished it. And I can still say I mostly feel the way I did when I first started playing it. You know, like, it's a flawed game, but I overall like it, and it's definitely a step in the right direction for Sonic. But I have no problem saying this. I fucking hate, fucking hate <laughs> that third bullshit fucking island. Fuck, and it makes me sad because that's like, the, that's the island where you kind of start to pick up on more tales, tales side of the story. Mm -hmm. And to me, I mean... Yeah, sure, you have all these people who are like, oh, my favorite character is Shadow. My favorite character is, like, you know, Blaze or whatever. Like, yeah, no, they're, they're all cool. They're all cool. But for me, it's it's literally the order that you think Sonic, Tails, Knuckles. That's literally my three favorite characters in that order, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles. Mm -hmm. And so when we're building up on Tails' story, it's like, God, I, I like what's going on on this. I just got to suck 85 dicks, like dicks covered in bob wire, to get to this point, you know? So, cause I just, I fucking hate that third map so goddamn much. Holy shit. There are times I found myself yelling at my switch. <laughs> well, I, I, and I'm going to say this, cause that's the thing is like, um, I mean, this game, I w will say, I, I think it's the best Sonic game since Sonic Adventure one. Like it's that good. Like I still really like Adventure it. Two. You know, I actually think I almost, with Sonic Adventure two, don't get me wrong. I like Sonic Adventure two a lot. You know, but I think this one it almost was pretty, pretty dialed in. I mean, there's still this like those little frustrations that they're in all Sonic games, no matter what. I feel like there's some some frustrations. I don't know how you get away from it's because of the way Sonic always will move fast and dart and so on. But I will say that third island, that's the only you know, what, there's, it's multiple things. At first, I'm going to say this right off the bat when you get to that island. Okay, the Knuckles one, okay, the Amy's one, you're in kind of a, a green zone, trees, forest, all that kind of stuff. Then the Knuckles one, you're in a desert, and it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, okay, whatever, a desert. You know, deserts sometimes are kind of hit and miss whether I like them or not in kind of games. Sometimes they can be kind of cool, and other times they kind of be kind of like, eh, it's the kind of the bland world and so on like that. You know, and that's how the Knuckles one was. went bad, you know, just kind of. You know, that, but then you're like, cool, I'm past this desert. I bet you the next one's going to be cool. I bet you it's going to be like a snow zone or it's going to be, you know, something kind of exotic and everything. And you kind of get there. And on paper, it actually would sound kind of cool. Like, what is it? You're on a volcano. Well, that sounds kind of cool. But then you see the way it looks. and It's just like it's even more drab and barren than the desert is. 
The only thing that really makes it look kind of interesting is the little bit of hot lava that will brutally murder you if you get anywhere near it. Okay, so there's that. And then what bothers me is when you're trying to progress, because a lot of times half the time you're like, okay, I got to climb up this mountain here. So what do I got to do? Oh, well, there's, you know, there's a bumper right there. That will probably shoot me on up and everything. And the thing that drove me up the wall more than anything else in the Tales world is that you would hit those and it would turn it into that stupid 2.5D gameplay style. And you're like, no, no, I, I don't want to go get the stupid little Tails wrench. I just need to get up this mountain. And now I'm stuck in this course now because I jumped on those things. And I got to the point where I stopped, like, I never hit the bumpers or anything like that. because It just wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? No, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll just, I'll forcefully make Sonic get up that mountain. Yeah, that was my thing. Earlier, I talked about like a big like fuck up of this game is going into the um, into like the class into the two things. stages, the the stages. The um, now you you can get better at them if you but you have to kind of go against how you usually think you play against Sonic. But and yeah, you you can get better at them. But this, by that same token, I can get really good at eating shit, and after a while. <laughs> You probably have a preference of what type of shit you want to eat, but at the end of the day, you're still fucking eating shit. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, why the fuck? That, that's kind of how I feel about like those like the, the, the like the the, the um, cyberspace levels, just because it's like they they wanted to do the board boost formula, which they could have done, but they just kind of had like this other Sonic in there with different physics, so it didn't play as smoothly. So you kind of had a you're, you're kind of like like you said earlier, playing with like an arm tied behind your back, sort of. And then they do the ones where it went sideways, the 2.5D thing. And it was so stupid to me that I'm in the th- I'm in the I'm in no longer in cyberspace. I'm in the open world. I'm in the open world. I can yeah. go anywhere, but I hit Not a anymore. bumper. And I'm on this thing, and suddenly we're doing this 2.5D shit, and there's like a bad guy shooting at me from across the way, and. Can't do anything well, about I mean, it. I could just work, run around it, but I hit a bumper, and I'm at the mercy of the fucking bumper. So here we fucking are. So it, don't be wrong. I know, like saying, like I fuck it. I think the reason why I'm not coming in is optimistic, or like, I, I still like the game, but yeah. the reason I'm not coming in is like happy. It's like you know, cause I really like the first level. I really like the second level. I just didn't like the subspace stuff. But the thing about the cyberspace stuff is. Once I found out about Big's fishing game, yep. I was like, oh, I can just like buy my way <laughs> and not even bother with getting those stupid fucking bolt keys. I can just buy the shit. Okay. Now it's a hey, problem. Sonic, I'd rather you wanna hold my rod. How badly do you want it? You wanna find Froggy? We can Froggy? find him together. Now big, I'm I'm good, man. Good. Let me do a reach around on you, Sonic. Let me just give a little tuggy wug right there. Let's yeah, see how so fast you really are. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't gonna be too fast from Big's big hand. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, big, I, you, know, uh, you know, at first I thought fishing of you was kind of fun, but uh, I, I think I'm gonna get raped. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can run fast. What good is running when there's no door? You can't. <laughs> so it's like. Can't escape Big's fishing game. No, I, I, well, I will <laughs> say, I think that's actually one of the best parts of that Sonic game is the fact that um, there's many different ways you can kind of go about anything in the game. And if you don't like one aspect of it, 
there's another way to get those points. So there's another way to get whatever you need to unlock stuff. And I think that's kind of cool. And the game doesn't do the thing where like, cause at first I was like, is this game going to literally make you have to collect like every single one of Amy's hearts and every single one of knuckles, whatever badges and so on. And it's like, no, 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 that, that has nothing to do with the percentage. That has that, that's just there. Like whatever way you feel like getting them, that's all that matters. If you want, you could literally just spin around on the ground all day long and do that. Like, that circle spin thing and shit will keep popping up that way too. Or you go fishing or you go collect things or you go kill things. It doesn't matter. And I think that's one of the coolest aspects of the game is that it's like, it, it's literally sounds like some fucking like, you know, whatever, like Burger King commercial back in the day or maybe subway subway, have it your way. I think both of them use some version of that, you know? Yeah. Like don't let Jared the man tell you that. how to order your sandwich. <laughs> let Jerry, <laughs> he loves kids. <laughs> well, I remember there was, like, I remember there was like some ad where it's like Burger King kids could have it their way. Like, what is the mom's paying? <laughs> Just one of those ads yeah, that were exactly. up. Well, mom, we're Burger King, so I can have it my way. No, no, he's not in this small. fucking house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where, like, the, that's where the that's where like the um, lady behind the register says, "Sorry." It's it's the creed. The child has his way. It's on the scroll on the wall. You know? So. Well, we're coming here again. Don't make Mr. King come down here. He just slowly, like, you know, just like, you know, like, slides out of the background with a creepy fucking smile. You know? That that, just that, that mask thing just sliding over. <laughs> he's got, like, a little badge. Doing, like, like that, that sneak king game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so the thing, <laughs> the game, because um, I, I actually liked the desert level. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I, I still like the desert level. Yeah, and I, that's how I the felt. Biggest, the biggest thing I just disliked was the third one because you had so many of the um, 2.5D things, and plus the challenges got more stupid and more ridiculous to me. Because, you know, you would kind of like, okay, you, so you get enough keys to get an emerald, and then you go talk to Tails, or you go talk to whoever was on the island. And by Tails, is, the, the challenges started getting more dumber and more just, like, annoying to me. Like, oh, wow, this cocoa, in order for it to, you know, like, kill itself, it needs to, like, go and collect all these, like, you know, parts of the ship so it can go put the, or parts of the gun or whatever to put the blaster together. Like, okay, like, okay let's do that. You know, that sounds like a that sounds like a concept, like a cool, I mean, a, a cool, like, mission, you know, just mm-hmm. going around gathering old, like, around the island, gathering parts of, like, this um, ancient technology and build, like, this giant laser blaster thing or whatever. But what do you do? You're just on these fucking platforms. Like, you got 60 seconds to break all these fucking platforms. Have fun! And I'm just like, yeah. like oh, God damn it. You know, it's just one of those things, like, I, I don't mind trial and error in games, and that one wasn't as bad. It was more just tedious, just because, like you know, like the game wants to present this sense of grandiose, and there's there's like good themes with the game, and it's probably the mm-hmm. best well the best most well written Sonic game to come out because Ian Flynn's doing the scripts. But at the same time, there's also like the gameplay doesn't always illustrate that. So when you want it to this thing to feel feel big and grand it feels more of just kind of like a side quest mini challenge bullshit you know yeah sometimes there is some of those weird ones and 
a lot of times it's like it's like there, there are those ones that like sometimes it'd be the first time be like what the fuck am- oh okay i i and then by about the second time I, i'm like okay it's no it's not that hard but at first that first time it'd just be like go go at it and you're like what what am i doing here like you know what i mean for some of those ones yeah well, well some of the trial and error stuff annoys me because it would hit you with stuff like okay so um how do i put this without sounding like a total bitch <laughs> there's sometimes those things in tr- like tr- in a trial and error in video games where it's just like okay um i'm meant to just kind of figure it out and just try again and do better the next time i get that sometimes though they decide to put the fucking surprise too late to go around and fix this and you're fucked they put that like three quarters to the end of the challenge or halfway into the challenge like i gotta do all this stupid bullshit again like there's there's the one challenge first off i was super pissed off because i was looking for like is when i was trying to explore the island and I, there's the drawbridge right the, the third island there's the drawbridge and i was running up the drawbridge and i tried to just jump across the other side because there's some story shit i couldn't do it even though i knew i would have the momentum i had the ability to do it it would just not let me I'm like oh, god this has to be some story bullshit all right whatever i'll come back to it later and then when that opportunity came it has a cutscene where he runs he jumps and he has to jump over and then there's suddenly all these obstacles in the sky he has to zigzag and zoom through it's like the first two or three and little obstacles aren't so bad i think it's this point where there's like okay most of the screen is covered in like spikes and then there's like three or four of um the uh bad guys you have to you have to attack one of them to go through the thing is you don't know what's gonna which one to attack because one of them you could attack and there's a bumper that just sends you right back up and it's just like yes awesome I'm, I'm over halfway through this is exactly what i wanted to do all over again now i gotta restart the clock was that the one that was like because there's like there's some of those like little mini get or whatever like mini missions that are like i call them like the mission impossible ones because i feel like the part where mm-hmm. you're dropping through like the lasers because there's one that i remember like it was like holy shit you have to go at like full speed down where like you know sonic's fucking going like it's point blank or point break and he's fucking chasing patrick swayze and to get that fucking parachute and if you hit anything wrong there's not enough time for it, it like it literally is yeah. like one of those ones like that one was such a frustrating one. Then it was like you had to restart the, from the very, very top, and so I was like, "Holy!" Cr-. That one took me multiple tries. Same thing here. And the thing that's annoying about that is because a lot of the things that fuck you are things that happen like two thirds or like or halfway through, and they're not things that are like readily obvious. They're things that you can only find out partway through. And here's the thing: surprise. The level's not fucking fun, so I just kind of want to plow through it to get back to the fun shit, you know? Yeah. And maybe fun's, like, maybe fun's relative or, like, you know, subjective or whatever. But at the same time, it's just one of those things where it's, like, you know, it's, like, you're just trying to plow through this fucking thing, and then you suddenly come across three options. You don't know which one is the best, so you just, like, well, I mean, there's three bad guys. I guess I have three of the same choices. Oh, no, I don't. This one is a spring that sends me back. This one is like just one of those little rings things that takes me in a little ring thing and then shoots me back up the other way. I'm like, why is this this there? This wasn't fun the first time around, you know? 
You, you know what logic I learned after a while when I was going that? I'm like, oh, I have to go with Donkey Kong Country logic. Like in Donkey Kong Country, you pretty much can always trust the bananas. The bananas never lead you astray. So if you just see random bananas going down to like the depths of hell, there. But I noticed the ones, it's like every single one where it was like the right one had just a little bit of rings above it. It was like, oh, okay. So I got to I gotta, I gotta trust that to get through because the ones that don't. But it's kind of like you, you're falling in the air. You know, If the first time you're going down, you don't have time to think about that. Maybe I didn't see the rings, but it's also, I mean, this is me trying to be the kid, blaming the controller. But I'm also on the Switch, so shit's not as clear as it would be like on a PS4 or PS5. Now, I'm not saying that alone, mm-hmm. maybe because I would. Usually, if I saw trail rings, I'd go that way. But there's some times where I just, I maybe, maybe I'm a fucking idiot, but I just don't remember seeing certain rings in certain spots. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I could kind of see that because even on the Series X version, it still had those kind of, there were still draw distances in the game that you could kind of, you you know, you couldn't just look off into the distance and just see everything. You know, you still had to get kind of closer, and then it started putting those images into place and so on. A lot of popping, yeah. You know, I mean, for the most part, not the biggest. It's just like light things I would notice, but like, you know, not the biggest thing. I mean, it's kind of like the controls in this game. It's like once I sort of got used to like Sonic utilizing a lot more control, you controls and you're kind of used to where it's like okay everything everything's got something you know you got jump you got slam you got the homing attacks on its own button you know l3 does the the, the ring dash and you know all this stuff once i sort of got used to that because that was the thing is like at first it was just like why there's so many buttons for Sonic? what jesus like i felt like it was just like overwhelming and when i got kind of more used to that that also made kind of like the arcade sort of stage levels a little bit better as long as they weren't the stupid 2.5 D ones, which I started thinking about as I went farther on. I'm like, you know, what's the weird thing is I, I don't, I've never liked these 2.5 D ones, but I started thinking about like these, these levels have been around in this style for like 15 years almost. So I hate to sort of say it, but it's kind of like, I bet you the, a lot of the average players, that's the norm. They're, they're used to Sonic moving like that. You know what I mean? I think it's just those old crusty fucks that don't like the, the way that Sonic moves in those weird 2.5 D ones. But I bet you every kid's like, what do you mean, man? That's so fucking Sonic's always moved. You fucking mook. Except for a little bit, not calling you a mook, but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um boomer probably um yeah so it's like it's one of those ones but as i said i got more used to him the only sonic levels that are weird is once in a blue moon he has those ones that it, the best way to sort of call it is like it's when sonic starts moving like a crappy race car there's like there's only like drift level where they three make three of them drift yeah where he's like running it's like whoa whoa whoa, 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 going around the corner whoa, 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 whoa. and it's just like if all it takes is just one fucking wrong turn and Sonic shoots off the goddamn fucking edge like an idiot. I was ready. That was like right after like a couple of annoying, that, that one of those, it was right after a couple of annoying, like whatchamacallit, like um, 2.5 D missions and then maybe that Skyfall mission thing. So <laughs> when it got to like one of those stupid drift things, I'm like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. Because he it's had like a, a drift button. He had a drift button in, like, Unleashed and Forces yep. and Colors. Or at least yeah. two of those three games he had a drift button. So it's like, <laughs> why don't you just change up the gameplay style and just make it, I, I don't know. You know, it's just get, put, put that like, Put that weird drift emotion for the people that liked it. Like, yeah, make that, like, L1 or something. I don't know. Maybe just... Just let Sonic run normally. I mean, shit, he's playing worse than he did. Yeah, I mean, like, in Sonic R, he was drifting much better than this. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, even the thing, here's the thing about Colors and Unleashed and Forces and that whole era of the games. 
like really the the the, the um the hallway boost formula thing it's not really bad it's just kind of like it just feels very limited and that also seemed at this point where sonic was a big deal and then it's just like hey it's new sonic game 40 bucks really only, only oh boy why is that only 40 bucks you know and it was just, <laughs> just kind of like yeah it's just one of those things where you feel like a big titan who's just like yeah he puts out a decent game it's not an amazing game he puts out a decent game so why is the what's really the better game have the worst segments of that you know what i mean it just seems so weird because he he played those those the boost segments play so much better than those other ones so i don't know why they're suddenly well it's kind of weird i'm gonna say this i for the most part other than a couple of those weird ones like the drifty one and so on like that they play about the same because you know, the only reason I say it is just because I had that fat Sonic the Hedgehog marathon like only like a year ago where I played through like so many of those ones from everything from Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 again to 06 to Unleashed to Colors and even um, Generations and so on. He did still kind of play not too much different. Like, that's the thing is it's like, I feel like that, that style's become so much the norm because it's like, I like the way that he plays probably best in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. And I know that the only thing, though, is he does turn, he can turn real tight and real hardcore. And I think what they thought is that that made Sonic just shoot off the edge sometimes, which it, it is true. I, I feel in all Sonic games, at some point, he's just going to shoot off the edge. That happens in Sonic, the original, like, 2D games. It's He sometimes just yeah. shoots off in the wrong direction and things like that. Or... The ultimate most frustrating things is when you're trying to walk backwards towards something and you hit a fucking booster that shoots you like the complete opposite direction you want to go now. And once again, that's 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 been a Sonic issue since literally 1991 because at some point you've always done that where you walk backwards and accidentally hit something. Yeah. Like, I want to go that way. Damn it, Sonic! I want to go that way. Well, I, I remember. Well, here's the thing. I remember that like when those when those games would go 2.5 they would feel a little bit more clunkier, but I remember they would still, they wouldn't have this thing where he suddenly would stop, you know, like he, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe because like he wouldn't hit the enemy and then just stop dead. Like he would still be able to move forward. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. In, in, in adventure, just... I want to say he does. In adventure, I want to say you maybe... pop off the enemy and then you sort of, you, you still kind of like slowly bounce. You're, you're, you're maybe not like flying you... as best. I feel like you could still do that in like, unleash maybe not though i don't know it, it's been a while so it's been a long time since i played those games and maybe having the freedom to go anywhere and go like do like that little like circle like highlight thing you know like maybe that may, maybe just it just suddenly being restricted made it feel like so much like they always play this way maybe i don't know i just remember colors and generations him turning weird in spots but overall feeling good for the most part mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Generations, is that, that one still is an overall. Other than the 2.5D level, that's the only ones I don't really care for in that game. But, like, all the 3D stuff in that one is pretty darn dialed in, from what I remember from that one. Like, I like those mm-hmm. levels a lot. You know what I think the big difference is in this one is because Sonic has, because he has the R2, like, speed-up thing, which is kind of like your other homing attack without being a homing attack. Because that's what I sort of learned is what you had to do, is when he stops dead in the air, is you would hit R2 next, and then he would shoot forward. Granted, you just got to make sure you shoot forward in the right direction. Yeah, or else God you knows shoot where the going, though. That's the thing. Yeah, because that's what I kind of learned in that game, is that there was, there was this weird balance that I got I had to get kind of used to, was that you would homing attack, and then you would R2 dash. And kind of, and like, I mean, like that game, I was always hitting R2. It was always like tap, 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 tap. And I felt like it worked better, like Grand Theft Auto 3 style, if I just tapped it instead of holding it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
No, I get you. I wasn't, I wasn't like, when you get to that point where you get like ring capacity and you're able to go like a lot faster, like that, that got a lot of fun, like in the open world. But in, as far yeah. as the, um, the, the, uh, cyberspace levels, that's where it was just so like, I don't know what the fuck's around the bend, and I don't trust the level design of this fucking game. So <laughs> just, we're gonna, I'm just gonna f- fuck the S rank. We're just gonna get the red rings. We're gonna get the, we're gonna get the other, we're gonna get the red rings, the ring count, and get the fuck out of here. That's what we're doing. We're never gonna play this thing again. And then I realize I'm gonna play any of them. I can just go hang out. Let's go fishing. I never thought I, I, I just, I can just go fish. catch these scary, realistic-looking fish in this like cartoon world. Maybe an item box or a fucking tire, but yeah. Dude, when Sonic holds that tire, I, I've never seen someone look so happy to catch a tire in their life. I don't know what it was. Like the picture that <laughs> Sonic's holding, he's got the biggest smile. Like this is the coolest fucking thing ever. I think you know some cool people pay two hundred dollars for one of these. Chris, I don't got a car, but you know I got Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, think of the investment on this tails. Like, all right, Sonic. We didn't really know you had this kind of mindset. Um, yeah, that's who damaged, that's who wanted... Uh, yeah, I, how much do you think this can go for? I think I resell it to, like, a used car lot? Like, sure, Sonic, all right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you but, know, realistically, everything in this game still... I'll say it's... Okay, you know, we talk kind of like... The, the third level is kind of like the, the departure. I will say the fourth level, even though it just kind of looks like a, a secondary version of, like, the first level, it's still more of, like, a green zone. At least that one was a very straightforward... There was no crap in the way. There was no mountains in between that made it tough to kind of like cross. I, I liked how that one kind of sort of made up for like it, the previous one's faults. Yeah, well, on the same time, because the fourth level I really like too, and it does look kind of similar to the other to the first one, but I like this one more. Mm-hmm. And it also had a little bit more of this, how do I put it, like um, something about that level. Yeah, there were like a couple of 2.5D sections, but they weren't that bad and there weren't as many and the big yeah. problem i had with it is because in the tail section of the where you're in the mountains and the volcanoes and all that you would have to kind of like get to the other islands by like jump by grinding rails across and getting there which that usually wasn't too hard but then there's always like the tallest the, the, the one of the last emeralds or the last emerald was always in the tallest point and you always had to go through some crazy obstacle course to get there and think fast and grind and jump on this, jump on that, hurry up and get there. And that that's that's to be expected in Sonic. And sometimes you gotta mm-hmm. fall down and that's that's you know error and um like trial and error. I get that. But the thing about that one, it does it goes in the, the tails section, it goes by some of the same fucking logic that the um a lot of things in that same area have where it's just like I guess you don't know until you try, and sometimes you learn too late. And well, well, fuck you. Even though you were like, you know, ninety percent there. I mean, if we put something there that would have been impossible to see, get fucked. Do it again. You know, because there'd be those moments where you just come to an edge. I'm like, I'm in this stupid two point five D thing. I can't turn the camera around. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen when I jump down. So you just gotta do literally a leap of faith, like Luigi in the Mario Brothers movie. You just gotta jump out there. And like, There's nothing there, and you gotta like, you know, do like a boost, like fuck another wall. Okay. And by that point, I found myself being very careful. Like, I don't want to fuck this up. So by that point, I'm almost kind of like walking. I'm walking in a Sonic game, so I don't want to like, 
I'm this fucking yep. far. And then you jump onto another side, like, shit, it's probably the same thing. Oh, fuck it, oh, it's not, you know? And then there's like, there's like the, 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 the platform is slightly different or something, you know what I mean? Well, you know what? Speaking of that, there's, there's two things that kind of, uh, like would kind of bother me some of those things is one is I wish you know feel like when you're grinding on the rails I almost wish the homing attack would lock on to those things because sometimes there's like some of those ones where you gotta jump and you gotta do the boost jump and if you just happen to be off by a fraction well good fucking luck you're not getting that rail now you know yeah and that and then the other thing too is I hate on some of those ones where like the can't it, this is this is classic Sonic 3D it's been a problem literally since Sonic Adventure one almost but like is the fact when the camera starts making its own fucking decisions on what direction it should be looking. I, I wish those ones like, no, let me have full control of that camera. Like, no, 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 you, you don't get to move that camera around. You're not the one playing the game. Like, let me have control of that. You know, unless it's like kind of like you're on like the roller coaster ride part where th- that's different, where yeah, I'm not really doing anything but pressing R2 to make him go faster. Fine. But like some of those other parts, because you'd be running and then you go to jump and you're holding the joystick forward while the camera turns on you. So now it's shifting off your equilibrium. I'm like, where the hell you're supposed to be at? And some of those ones would just get me on those like tall towers. It's like, no, you're not the no. left two from Mario 64. Don't fucking do this shit now. You know? Yeah, it's um, just that, you know. As far as the we haven't really talked that much about the story. Um, I'll say the story is pretty kind of like cut and dry. But I'm going to say the thing that I think really makes it stand out is the dialogue and characterization and i'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. what they're planning for the future because I, I think one reason i'm a little frustrated with the game is that sonic is kind of riding high and it's not because of the games it's because the people who read the comics really like the comics and the movies were good mm-hmm. so now it's like okay games let's, catch let's up fucking play catch let's, yeah let's fucking play catch up here let's, let's make this happen you know and then um, it's been five years since the Mainstay Sonic game came out. Five fucking years. It's usually yeah, Sonic Forces years. and Team Racing were the last two, I think. Well, Team Racing is not even a main game. That's just like a, a spinoff game. Well, they, they came like, out. They came out like at the same time, though. So it's yeah. So like Forces was like the last Mainstay game. So it's like, come on, what, what, what the fuck? Why is it taking so long? And you realize this game apparently. I mean, I, I don't know. Apparently, it was more of a skeleton crew that worked on this. It's like Sega. Sega. Other than Coleco machines and probably investments you have, what the fuck are you doing? Put money into this. I don't I don't know what's so fucking hard. Why are you so afraid to spend money on Sonic? Yeah. You see how much it's fucking coming back to pay. I mean, I'm not going to go and blame the developers and even some of the shitty, like, level design stuff i almost feel uh-huh. like that's kind of like we got to get longevity out of this guys because otherwise they're gonna be this thing too fucking quickly you know what i mean i still don't like that but it's just one of those things like sega what the fuck throw down more money for this <laughs> yeah well because i will say because that's the thing this game overall i think the game's awesome as for a sonic fan you it's definitely a step in the right direction you know, it's got, you know, the classic Sonic issues, but everything else is still probably more dialed than the many other ones and so on. But it is that one where it does kind of feel like you're, you are playing like kind of like a secondary studio game. Like it's 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 weird to think it's like this is this is Sega, you know, and granted, I know Sega has been on hard times for, you know, 24 years or something like that. But it's still that kind of thing where it's just like, dude, like you you are like your your name is still stronger than most even other people's names. And so on like that. And granted, I mean, it is that one where. 
maybe this game will finally kind of show that like, hey, you know what? The Sonic thing's good. People seem to like this game. It did kind of well. Because, you know, there, there is that kind of thing where I would like to see like in almost a, a future version of this kind of game or like in like the next one is to see like, because one thing it's like they do it in stages, which I think that like I kind of expected when they kind of said that Breath of the Wild style, I think it'd be kind of cooler if it had that one where like you could be running through the forest area and as you keep running, it starts to fade into like a desert. And then if you keep going, it turns into an ocean world. Then it turns into, you know, a snow world and so on and so on. And then it's a robotic city kind of area. Like, I think it would be co- cool to see a Sonic game that was like that. And I know that has probably taken a lot of sega resources and computing power that you know they don't got all dialed in for something going that fast but i think that would be kind of the cool way to sort of go about it. they sort of did the thing where it's got like the mini worlds i guess you say they're still good size but like the mini open worlds and then it goes into levels so it's 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 halfway traditional sonic halfway kind of a new experimental system I'm at that point where, and this isn't me trying to put down the d- development team it's more me talking shit on execs at sega I, I think, and I, I realized I was going to talk about the story, and then I just beard right over to <laughs> the gameplay again. But um, I was going to say this. I honestly think they're at that point where they should just lease Sonic out to different studios and just take a cut. Just say, hey, the game has to have some of this, has to have some of that. And beyond that, just keep it speed-oriented. What do you think you got? I honestly think they're at that point. They should just... Sega's not throwing down the money for their own their own te- for Sonic team to get this shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're just not. And I feel like what what like Sonic Adventure Two felt like a big deal, and then Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog came out, and those seem like they're being kind of experimental. Like you know what? We're gonna bring it back. We're gonna bring it back with Sonic Six. We all know how Six turned out. They just push yeah. that thing along. And if, if it got it was fine-tuned, maybe that would have been a really good game. Yeah. But then after that, everything until then seemed to be just kind of like cheap, quick, easy games, like Unleashed, like Colors. And yeah, sure, they're enjoyable, but they're not like they don't feel like a big deal. Where this one feels like not the biggest deal, but it feels like that middle ground between, say, Sonic Adventure. Like it feels like Feels like say bigger than Sonic Heroes or Shadow the Hedgehog, yeah, and bigger than like Unleashed, but not as big as like say what they wanted those six to be, what they wanted Adventure to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, def- definitely. Because because Adventure one and two, like those do feel like legitimate big games, and you know, especially for the time and all that kind of stuff. This one does feel like once again, it's it's, it's in a step in the right direction, and I think this could actually lead some people that may have jumped the Sonic ship many many years ago back onto it and go, hey, there actually is a pretty fun and enjoyable game in here, and so on like that, and it's kind of different, but still feels classic and all that good stuff. You know, there there there's those kind of elements there. And the story, I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do, how much of their continuity they're going to hold. Because this is the first Sonic game where they're pulling from a lot of continuity, like fan Mm -hmm. continuity. Because for a while, they they weren't really paying attention to their own shit. They didn't really care. Like, dumb fucking kids like this bullshit. Like, oh, a bunch of people in their 30s still like it, apparently. And, oh, look, a lot of the people that played it when they were, like, 10 grew up, and now they're in their, like, you know like late teens early 20s and they still like it maybe we should start connecting the fucking dots yeah yeah maybe you fucking should dude yeah and because they make references throughout the game and yeah it does seem a little like 
Hey, Lois, remember that time? I can't see. I'm stealing the joke. Hey, right now. Somebody else, somebody else, like a uh, channel pup actually made a uh, YouTuber made a joke. Like after a while, it does feel like, Hey, Lois, remember that time it went to the fucking mystic ruins. So but, but at the same time though, it, it does do that a little bit, but it does suck. Hasn't done that in a while. I mean, yeah, we've seen like green hill a lot, but as far as like, yeah, saying like referencing chaos, referencing Omega, referencing like, they, the they people from Sonic Tangle. Lost World. Yeah, they reference Tangle. Tangle is apparently officially part of the continuity now. Yeah, so they're, they're, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff kind of thrown in there, which I, I think they, they mentioned sticks. Yeah. She's in Sonic Boom. They mentioned sticks in this. So yeah, who knows? So yeah, they they mentioned all kinds of stuff. But one thing I do have to say, speaking of referencing older stuff, uh, I know this comes back to like maybe like one more little frustration thing here, but. That pinball game, Jesus fucking Christ! You know that pinball game was like at first I thought it's like oh okay it's just gonna be fun it's it's a simple pinball thing it's good making kind of a reference here and something like that it's just like whatever and then it's like no we want you to get like the highest score ever on this game and it's like the the only thing about pinball is I kind of hate to say is like I, I love pinball but let's be honest pinball is like seventy five percent like random occurrences you know what I mean you you do very you do very little except for control those two little paddles at the bottom and then everything else is left up to fucking God <laughs> like what's gonna happen from this point on so I don't know how many times it would be going boom 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 and then it kind of goes oh and then it does that one where it drops behind I don't and every pinball machine on the planet for some reason has that where like. There's like, it could go down to your paddles or it just goes off to there and guess what? You lose. And it's just like, but I had no control over it. Well, so is life. <laughs> you know, and whole crap. Like, I felt like it was just by like sheer dumb luck that I was able to beat that one. So here's the thing about that. I looked at a couple reviews before I actually bought the game. And every review mentioned the pinball thing. And See, then, I didn't look at anything. You know, I, it came up as me as a, such a surprise. And then even like even though I got our head start on the game, you cranked it out in a weekend. And then you told me like, holy fuck, dude, there's this pinball part. And then I got to the pinball part, like, all right, this must be the the uh fucking eight foot dick they're warning me about, you know, not to bend over in front of. So here we go. And then I get to it and then I'm like, Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not feeling this. And I want to beat the game, but I'm not feeling this. And I have zero shame. Because I got other shit to do. So I just put it on easy. I put it on easy, and I just wanted to get the shit done and see if that made any difference. And the difference was it added, maybe maybe the points went up whenever I got the, I don't know if that was the case, if the points went up, but you get like little like protector bumpers at the bottom that have one chance on each side. Oh. Before, like, like, and I was just like, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I, I didn't even Keep, think about that because I, I was just playing the game on normal, so I didn't even cross my mind to do that. I was like, you know, here's the thing. I could be like, could be like, man, there's the safety of beating a game just on basic normal, like, man, like God intended. Like, well, here's the other thing. I just started a new job. I'm learning another language. And I got to finish this in time for a fucking podcast. And guess what? I don't give a fuck <laughs> about a pinball thing. So I don't give a shit if it's like, oh, you didn't really beat it normal the whole way. I'm like, I don't give a but, shit. That's not I, the I don't main game. I just want to, yeah, I just want to get this pinball bullshit done with, and then just get through it. So I for that for I put it on easy for a minute to get through that part, and yeah. So 
You know, sometimes I always feel nowadays, the older I get, like there's certain times in some games where it's like, I don't need to put myself through like torture. Like so some people are like, I just love putting it on legendary difficult. And it took me three and a half days to get past this one part. You'll be like, I got in three and a half days. I could have beat like two other video games. So uh, I, I rather would, I, I want to play more video games in life, not less. So I like I, I like there, there's a time I always say there's a time and a place for a hard difficulty. You know what I mean? Like, I like a fighting game. I want to crank that difficulty all the way up. Like, you know what I mean? That's 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 the one of the few places. But everywhere else in life, you know, you know, Contra, if, if I want a hard difficulty, I'll go play a Contra game and I'll enjoy it because that's just that's what you're getting into. But everything else in life, it's like, no, no, just keep it down the normal path. You know, normal's good enough for me. I don't, I don't need to sit here and torture myself. Yeah, and it's like, well, I'm not... Sonic Spinball is already my least favorite classic era Sonic <laughs> game. So it's like, why do yeah. I want to do this for 50 million points fuck that you know so, well that was the thing is like um, the point level like because I, I the first time i remember i was playing it i'm like oh, dude i probably already got that high score by now like i've been at it for like seven minutes or something like that i got like the multipliers going and all this kind of stuff and then when i like lost the first time and i saw like i'm not even like a fourth of the way there and i was playing for fucking ever already it was just like Jesus, it was like they, they want you to go like down to the fucking arcade and make sure you got the highest score out of everybody in town. Like like one of those ones where it's just like and it's not even like it's like the most like simplest pinball machine too. It's like that's the other thing, is like there's a couple things in here where it's like the pinball machine, it's like dude Nintendo you, or not Nintendo, I mean Sega, dude, you've you've made many a pinball things before. Like, why is this you could could put a little bit more charm and character into this it's kind of like the fishing game too even though that didn't really bother me because after a while you're like oh i get what this is about but it's like sega you made like literally the best fishing games of all time like and why, why don't you just utilize bass you know and uh sega marine fishing and like utilize that system into here but then it's like eh, i'll, I'll take it because what i'm just here to do is press a a bunch of times and just collect money yeah that, that's more or less what yeah at the end of the day but even the story things so i was going to say this because i keep on derailing myself um, the story thing <laughs> at the end because all the characters have some kind of form of development. Like Sonic, he like I think a lot of the small passing dialogue and voice acting is really good. I think this shows what happens mm-hmm. when you get a writer who actually cares and likes these characters. Because the previous yeah. writers, much kind of talk shit, but the previous writers they brought on for like I think at least Colors and Forces, maybe Lost Worlds, were like people that were just hired on from like I think some kind of like agency they're just like yeah we do stuff for kids things but i mean yeah sure yeah we'll we'll, we'll do some shit together and then somebody pointed out to them like do you guys think you could write more darker serious sonic plot lines in the future it's like oh something darker where where the main bad guys named eggman you know that was like a response they had yeah it's like and that's kind of like i don't know what else they've written i don't know what else they've written maybe it was just a job which okay whatever but at the same time, it's just kind of like, well, that shows what happens. You can get some lackluster bullshit like dialogue or stories when you don't really care or respect the material. And Ian Flynn clearly does. And like yeah. the Amy Rose story, like Amy was not irritating. She still felt like nope. Amy Rose, though. And she was like, she developed and she's like, yeah, I, I, I like Sonic. I, I have a crush on him. But at the same time, like, it's not, I'm not going to let that define me. And that's not all I am. And I have a lot more to do so i could just follow the silly schoolgirl crush or i can go and find my own path and it's ultimately about like you're playing a sonic and he has some good dialogue here and there but everybody else realizes like knuckles is like you know my whole life i've been guarding master emerald but i've never really done 
I've only it's only just been protecting the emerald. That's all it's ever been. So and he's like, I might need to kind of see more. And then Tails has the same revelation that like he's always following Sonic. He's like, I think I need to do something more with my life, you know. And that's for Sonic. And then Robotnik has like, <laughs> did you listen to the like audio logs from the big yeah, station I, thing? Uh, yeah, I got all those ones and list all those and like, yeah, the robotic kind of thing is him thinking about all this and having his kind of like back thoughts and whatnot on all the situations going on and the build up to it was pretty interesting. Well, even with the, he, the idea that he created a daughter out of a program, like he made, yeah. he made like a halfway like a program that wasn't like less competent than him. It was equally, if not more competent than him. And he was trying not to be like egg dad. But as time went on, he just like can't help but fall in love and think of Sage as a fucking daughter. And the last shot of it, it's not like, I'll get you, hedgehog. It's just like he's looking out at the stars of like his daughter's sacrifice. And he just kind of like falls to his knees, you know? Just like, yeah. Did this thing just fucking like make Eggman the actual fucking character? Yeah, that's the thing is, yeah, the storyline in this thing is pretty impressive of how they kind of go with all these characters and just, and it's it's funny, it's just writing him like, it's just writing him like it should be. Like, it's, it's not like you're going out of the way and, you know, stuff like this. That's why I think going back to what you said when people are just like, oh, it's just a job. I feel like it, if, if you say it's just a job, you shouldn't be even in the video game industry of any kind. Like, you know what I mean? If you want just a job, go work fucking making sandwiches. That's just a job or something like that. <laughs> and even then you still should have some fucking love for it, no matter what. You know, go go work at fucking Walmart if you want just a job. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear that bullshit ever if you're a writer or anything like that. Yeah, well, that's not even me trying to, like, totally defend it's just a job kind of idea. My ass, I, I guess my aspect was it's kind of like sometimes you're assigned to a property and you don't know enough or care enough. Like, I remember I played this as a kid, so now you just got to, like, let's try to make it as witty as we can, I guess. But then out of that, it's just... It shows they didn't really give a shit about it. And yep. then you get someone who does clearly give a shit about it. So it just kind of like, I'm, I think Sega is starting to kind of listen to fans in that aspect and kind of like take cues and take hints. You know, I'm wondering if by the next one, because by the end of this, the whole Sonic crew goes their own way. It's like, we're just going to take a break from each other and like see where we come back. I'm wondering if they're going to do something where they all come back and like they have different abilities now or have different aspects because like if, if this continuity actually matters or if the next one's going to open up because even sonic he still is like a smart ass but he's not like sonic, I'm just a catch you know he's not just like that like a lot of his dialogue is kind of like just fun quick small things like when he kind of like when he's like coming in with supersonic from like the first stage to the second stage and he like loses the emeralds and he crashes down they all split off the road no, it's fine. I, I didn't want this to be easy. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, he's, he's got great lines and everything. And I really just hope that this really just spins into, like, let's just say if there's, you know, the Sonic Frontiers 2 and they sort of continue this style and everything like that. So I hope Sega goes, hey, this game actually did pretty darn good. I think overall everybody's generally enjoying it. Sonic fans, of course, are liking it much more than recent things. But I think it's one of those kind of games that you could sell – I mean, you guys still like Sonic somewhat, but like, I think people that even may not have played a Sonic game since Adventure could even come to this one and go, oh, this is actually kind of fun, and I can get in this and behind this. So hopefully the next one, Sega will finally just say, like, hey, let's let's dump some money into this and literally make this game like a Mario Odyssey, because that's the thing, is like, 
that's what's kind of missing is like Nintendo puts its all in when it makes a fucking Mario game and it makes a Mario game that's just pure amazing. Like generally, I mean, probably the only lazy thing that Nintendo's ever done with Mario is when they got into that new Super Mario phase and they just kind of kept sort of rehashing those ones. Not that they were bad, but it's like if you played a, a couple of them, you sort of played them all in a sense. And then they started kept making more and more and more of them. But beyond that, though, it's like that's what they need to do. Sega is just go like, no, make it like give it in a sense Mario quality budget. Yeah, they just needed something. I don't know if Sega has Mario quality budget. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta Sonic say this. I don't think they. I, I don't think they ever had because let's be honest. Like as much as I love the original Sonic games, I remember when they did that thing where like, see, like they they put like Segas up in the like malls and so on and be like, see, here's Sonic running next to Mario. It's so much better of a game. You know what I mean? Come on, come on, guys, come test it out. See, isn't Sonic much more fun? Like, well, yeah, it is pretty fun. It's like it's like that Pepsi Coke challenge. It's like. Yeah, of course, everybody's going to think that. But here's the thing. Sonic's got nine levels. Mario's got like 119. Yeah, yeah, that's what I fucking yeah. thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have... don't get me wrong. I love Sonic, but you don't try to compare that to Super Mario World. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, Mario World is kind of the game that got me into gaming. And the thing about it is Sonic might be my favorite video game mascot or whatever. It's some of yeah. my favorite games. But, I mean, really, Sonic Sonic World. Super Mario World, I'm gonna fucking say it. I mean, I don't think I don't think for us it's controversial, but like, yeah, I'll I'll play Super Mario World a hundred times over Sonic the Hedgehog one, um, Sonic Adventure, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Close, close, but I'm still feeling Mario World from that, you know? Yeah, I mean, number one, as I said, like, as I played Sonic the Hedgehog two, probably actually more than I've even played Mario World, just mainly because I probably owned a Sega Genesis longer than I owned a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just it's kind of hard to compete when a game has you know nine or twelve levels to a game that has that many like levels in a full on world and all you know all that kind of stuff. Because that's I mean that's the Sega that's always been sort of Sega's way. Sega makes great in a sense arcade style games, games that take you somewhere between a half an hour to an hour to beat. It's fun, it's flashy, it's it's amazing. But Nintendo makes great adventure games that take you, you know, 10 to 20 plus hours to beat. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's sort of always been the difference between a Sega game and a, and a Nintendo game. No, yeah, that's true. Um, well, anyway, um, we could probably go on even longer with Sonic. But do we still want to cover the other elephant in the room? Yeah, we, we might as well. We'll go, we'll go into... so. You know, Sega, or I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog, pretty much at the end of the day, I think it's totally worth getting. Like, I think if anything, everybody should go out and buy it anyways, just to say, hey, this is a sweet game. Make more of these, throw some more money into it, because it is a legitimate fun game. Shit, I put like 23 hours into this. I would never have thought about putting this much time into a Sonic game. Most of them, you know, you kind of beat them in about five to six, seven hours. I mean, granted, you could put more into them if you want to get all those red coins and stars and S ranks and so on, but... This one here, as I said, I put a lot of time in this game. Had an overall good time with just the, the minor frustrations here and there, but the the solid overall was fantastic. The um, yeah, the uh, for me, um, I probably put it around. I don't remember. There's a point where I was really paying attention to my hours played, but well, every time I save it, I, I just notice how many hours I had. Yeah, I just, well, I mean, I just, I was paying attention and looking at that, but then I just forgot to check it up. I think I walked away with like 17 hours by the end of it, give or take. Um, but yeah, so I, I still liked it. I, I mean, it is kind of one of those games where I wish this was fine-tuned, that was fine-tuned if the third island didn't suck. But, and I know third island out of, five, out of four is a lot, but 
everything else is still kind of like a more of a step in the right direction. It's not like you can't have fun on the third island. It's just yeah, the challenges yeah. are more dumb. Like the, like at a first glance, it's not even all that. Ugly. It's not even all that bad. It's just kind of like oh, this is different for a Sonic game. It just once you start hitting the more of the challenges. But anyway, that's that's that. I guess moving on to the big the, the bigger game. Like we gotta get Sonic out before we get this game out. And that game is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And we're gonna give our rather than just talk about it right here and never talk about it again. We're like, let's get first impressions and hopefully by next week we're done. We'll see. Yeah, as I said, this would be kind of interesting if this one, but um because really I played it last night once I got home and booted it all up and everything like that. And I got all the way to the point where pretty much the game opens up and says like, okay, here's the thing. You go out, you do, you be you, you go, you live your dream the way you want. If you want to go to gyms, you do that. If you want to go catch Pokemon, that's cool. If you want to follow this, you know, guy who dropped out of a white snake cover band, by all means, go see what he's doing. He's all about the picnic <laughs> lifestyle. So, uh, I, I don't know if I would trust a guy who tells you that and says he wants you to go out there and venture with him, but whatever. Or, you know, or, or just do nothing. It's your fucking game. Don't let the man tell you what to do. <laughs> I'm kind of at that point, too. We looks like we both got to that same area because I'm not going to lie. The thing about a lot of – I mean, it, it's there to some extent with the first Pokemon, first two Pokemon, but it's especially there with more of the recent games. Yep. It's that thing where it's just like – Hey, where you, you, you want to go on that? Don't go. You can grab me by the collar. No, sit your ass down. We got some shit to talk about. You walk into the door. Oh, one second. Five people want to stop and talk to you and you directly. You, you, oh, you, that'll sink in. Okay, cool. Let's go to the door. Where the fuck are you going? You know, it's just like that, that's kind of like every like 10 steps. So, yeah, whenever, it's just like, I'm going to go and catch a Pokemon. Oh, wait a second. Before you go, here's 15 pointers. Yeah, and it's one of those things where um, it's kind of like I get it. It's everyone's first time. It's someone's first yeah, game. Yeah, it's somebody's and, first Pokemon. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, you know, like I wish there's an option where you just say "fuck off." I know what I'm doing. You know, like yeah. And then uh, it, the, the, the thing though is, and maybe I would get it done quicker if I just didn't stick around. But here's the thing. I know we got to do this podcast. I know we got to come in. We got to get talk about as much as we can. So what I often do is, hey, go, go to the beacon over there. Like, fuck you. You're just going to introduce me to more people, and you're just going to have the same three animations of you being excited while I'm just waiting to have this conversation over with. So how about I'm going to go wander around over here, catch as many of these fucking things as I can. And then when I'm ready, I'm going to come back. You know, that's kind of what I yep. did. So maybe I, I did I'd the same thing. Game. Maybe it'd be further in the game if I didn't do that. Same thing I did in Arceus, because in Arceus, they kept on doing the same thing. They just grab you by the shoulder, like firmly, and just like, well, that's friends. And just like their, their nails digging into your shoulder. Like you could almost feel blood starting come out and just like this one you know and then like i'll be like it's kind of one of those things like when they bring in the rival character in this one i'm like the rival doesn't look as bad or as irritating as past rivals but then just wait till she starts no she's like every other rival she's like every other rival she's just as irritating she won't fuck off she just has to linger around she's like i'm the best in the school like I, you have you have a school you have like one or two of these fucking things. How long have you gone to this fucking school? What, what's yeah. going well, that's on like, here? Let's have like oh, I'm like you look like you've been held back, lady. 
lady. Like she literally looks like she's been like, you know what? Everybody else has graduated from here. And somehow, some way you're like that girl that's like two years older than everyone else here. Like what's going on? There's that episode of, there's an episode of Seinfeld when Kramer's going to karate with all the kids and he's like the one full grown adult <laughs> in the karate class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, and this, like this... up on him at the end. Yeah. And this like um this Mexican chick is just she's like every she's like the the other kind of ones but even more like she's like we're gonna be fucking friends right right we're gonna go out and battle and kill and murder and collect fucking badges and rip them off the so and you're like whoa whoa Jesus Jesus and then there's like the one dude you know like the fucking guy with, like the fucking hair metal like mullet kind of thing coming in who's like I'm I'm all about the picnic party in life bro you know I'm, I want to get a sandwich and a Bud Light and fucking go out and just find the coolest fucking sunset that you've ever fucking seen man and I'm gonna go out there <sighs> it's gonna be magical there's gonna be a dragon air in the fucking air and I'm gonna eat my fucking sandwich and you're like and then she's like what the fuck are you doing talking to that guy he's a fucking pussy he's not about murder and mayhem like i am and then you get a fucking call on your phone there's like somebody's like hey by the way i, I hacked into your device she's like who the fuck are you talking to i thought we were best fucking friends I'm like dude i just met you i don't even know who you are the professor told me to be friends with you i didn't want to be friends with you at all jesus christ it stopped speaking to me in the Spanish. I know that we're in like South America in this Pokemon game, but like you just keep yelling at me. I just like to think. I think I thought they were like Mediterranean. I thought they were in South America. Maybe they're speaking the uh, like. I thought they were speaking Spanish, but maybe they're speaking Italian. I don't know. Maybe maybe the press was just like, like okay, I remember, I remember her name. This is like okay, uh, like uh, all right, Maria, just could go off and like play with your the, the Pokemon that he didn't want. Go do that. Okay, great. And he puts his armor on you. I'm not going to level with you. That's my niece. She's off. Okay. I mean, the capital O. <laughs> capital F. Capital F. <laughs> All caps. Okay. So <laughs> exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. That far off. Underlined off. And a little bit italic off. I, I, I know. I've known her since her whole life. I've only made eye contact with her three times all right and those three times shit got dicey i just i i, I sh she followed me here i don't know what it is i can't fucking get away her like fucking parents killed themselves okay their parents fucking killed herself killed themselves i don't know if it was her i don't know if it was because of her I just, I don't want to put all this pressure on you because I see you're in your little, like, you know, schoolboy shorts and your stupid little, like, safari hat, but shit's going to get real out there, okay, man? I just need you to tough out the semester, and if you, once you get out of the world, just try and stay a few feet ahead of her. She's just, it's, it's not your fault, I don't want to put this all on you, but she lucked on you, and she just, like, imprinted, and you're her life now that's all there is to it so all you can do is get on this fucking iguana thing that's also a motorcycle and get the fuck out of here okay yeah get on your hog and just ride free just just go for it don't worry she's not good at she's not good at pokemon battling but she's really good at stalking all right i'm yeah. just letting you know well, it's like, have you ever noticed that everybody in the school seems to hate her? Because <laughs> that's the one thing is everybody <laughs> in the school is like, oh, that fucking cunt. <laughs> and you're just, just like, like I'm not... I, don't, I don't know. I, I will say this rival is definitely 100 times better than Fuckface from uh, Hawk. Uh, 
Was Hop the last one? Hop was in. Um, no, 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 no. The Hop Shield. was. Yeah, that that one was probably the all time worst fucking rival I think of any Pokemon game. Like I, I rather would take the Psycho Looney rival over someone who's forcefully tries to be your best friend. I, I just miss the old days. I just don't know why we have to live in a world where people are so afraid of like bullying and so on anymore. Where it's just like, no, I'm supposed to hate my rival. They are my enemy. They are not my friend because in life there's people out there that they're not all going to be your friends. And we don't live like it's almost like one of those ones. I feel like Pokemon Red and Blue is like. This is a world where, you know, they're dangerous creatures you're dealing with out there. And at every turn, there's people that are going to want to try to steal them from you or mess with you or try to take something from you. So you know what? You're going to bond with your animals so that you're prepared to take on what the world gives you. And you don't need a fucking education. You're 10 years fucking old. Go out there, get yourself a Charmander and start burning down some shit. You know what I mean? And if something okay. comes by with a goddamn war turtle, well, you know what? You're going to toughen up that Charmander so it slashes the fucking shit out of that war turtle, and you proved that fucking that resistance crap don't mean shit. Just like the idea. Here's Charmander. Now, here's a pack of Marlboros. I don't want the Marlboros light. I want them unfiltered. You're a man now. You cut those filters off, or you rip them off, because that's what real men do. And the Charmander lighted up for you. Yeah, you have your Charmander, you know what I mean? Just like rub the back of his neck a couple of times, pull his head back, you know, a bit, and just like a giant, you know, just like a giant big ladder out there, I tell you. <laughs> it's like it's like um the whole thing with like um uh, well original there's like original concepts of Pokemon. They were playing around with the world building and earlier concepts were Pokemon were more or less rpg monsters like they, they're still kind of like oh look they're, I mean, they were still pokemon they had names for them, pokemon the idea is they're rpg monsters and you would capture them it was kind of like taming this world of rpg monsters and being pokemon trainer was a big deal because not a lot of people a lot of people were scared of them and a lot of people were worried about them and didn't totally trust them so it was kind of dangerous if you were to go into a into like a field, you get might get mauled to death by like like a pigeon or something, you know. But then, but then they kind of like let's let's soften it up a bit. Let's make it so you, it's like some are meaner than others, some are more docile. But you know, at the end of the day, they all become your friends, you know. So, but at the earlier version, it was a little bit more of like you got to go out there and you're taming nature, goddamn it. Yeah, they're pocket monsters. There ain't no fucking Pokemon out there in the woods. It's a goddamn monster, I tell you what. If it was up to me, I'd kill them all. But it ain't up to me. I'm just Professor Oak. I just need to study him. <laughs> he's just, like, sitting there, like, he's just sitting there in a rocking chair with, like, a shotgun over his lap. He just, like, has, like, a like a, a Folgers can of, like, chew spit next to him. <laughs> It looks like the interview scene out of Metal Gear Solid 1 when you watch like those like pre-tapes of like when they're getting Snake involved in it. <laughs> it's got like that security camera footage. <laughs> you know, just like one of those ones. But, and I think that's the thing is because it's like, you know, especially you just look at the artwork of the first Pokemon. And it's even like the Pokemon Adventure books and so on. Like it was just much more like manlier and tougher. And no, I'm saying I still love Pokemon, but you know, now it is like it is literally going out and catching the stuffed animal world in a sense. Like, and everybody's now fucking friends for some goddamn reason. And it, it's not like, you know, because like that was the thing about Team Rocket always made it kind of nice. Is Team Rocket was like, oh, these seem, people seem dastardly and so on. They want to use Pokemon for like all like the wrong reasons. They want to start like a Flintstones kind of world where like Pokemon are fucking like, you know, 
pretty much your personal slave for like garbage disposal or running a car or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then now it's like, we got these like, Hey, where's team star. Look at us. We're gleaming. We're gleaming. Like you just don't want to fucking do homework. That's just, that's literally all I saw. It's like, (laughs) like, that that's literally what it was. Just when people kid, like, you know what? The rich kids are rebelling against their parents. Like, fuck you, Dad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like do any homework. I'm just gonna go and like we're gonna join like a 45 piece rock band. Like, yeah. What instrument you playing? We haven't figured that out yet. But just you wait and see, Dad. I've got these David Bowie sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those ones. And I will say, I'm kind of glad because I remember like first it's like, oh, here's the school thing. And I'm like, oh fucking hates like for some reason like school i was like is i hope this isn't gonna be like some kind of harry potter bullshit with pokemon where i'm gonna be trapped at school and i like how it's like you go it's like oh it's your first day of class and all that time went by now you're all done and then out of here it's like oh thank christ i was really afraid for a second there i'm like are we gonna be stuck in school and all i'm like you know what back in my day when you want to be a pokemon master you you dropped out of school actually and you were 10 years old you weren't like 18 like you are nowadays or 15 or whatever the hell you want to look at it as because now i feel like like i feel like the characters have sort of aged before it used to be you were a 10 year old boy but then i felt like then we introduced women into the mix and so we had to kind of age it up a bit just to make it you know safer for them or something i don't, I don't know what happened but <laughs> you know that now, now it feels like you're much older going into it and there's schooling and training and uh you got to have a degree be- now what will we get to that point where like the game can analyze the way you look like the camera. So you're just like one, like 30, 30 something year old among all like these 15 year olds or all these 10 year olds and like the fucking school uniform and stupid little fucking tie and little hat, you know, but like it's there used to be where... on a, I, since you said that, I think it was, I want to say it was one of the, there was a wrestling game, like one of the WWE games for like PS3 when they had like the eye toy and all that kind of stuff that you literally oh, could camera, scan. Right. Yeah. You could scan faces in to make like characters and so on like that. Jesus. Well, <laughs> like, <in this> case, <laughs> I just imagine how many just like, you know, faces just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's just scanned in. Here comes Big Dick Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I like wrestling. (laughs) um, He hasn't taken a bath um, in six years. Going off this, I do appreciate that that, because the the school is just a home base and you can go and check shit out. But I almost immediately, because they kept on stopping me. Five steps, they stopped me. So I was just like, fuck y'all. You know, and like, as soon as I can get out of that school, like, we should go stop at the, we should go stop at the tailor. Fuck the tailor, out of school. You know, just like, you know, just out in the world. And I did come to this point where, I, I I got out of it, but like there's that moment where just like I'm just gonna go because you know you're kicking the ass of everything you bumped into, and then suddenly like let me go up to this spot I couldn't go to earlier. You hop up there, and then there's like a couple of those little pigeon things from I think Diamond and Pearl, and like okay cool, and then like they're like level twenty five. I'm still only level eleven. Fuck. That's just like, because there's like three or four of them just kind of looking at me, just like, what up? What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You want some of this seed? This seed's our seed. You can't have it. Exactly. Just these like four pigeons, just like, you fucking move. You know, kind of like, they're like, okay. And just like, I got to go grind for a minute before I go back up that hill. But, you know, because of some fucking pigeons and all things. But yeah. Well, it's like one of those ones I was kind of because even those parts are like, hey, you want to sign up for a math or a biology class? I'm like, fuck 
no. <laughs> It's no be a battle. I mean, God, no. Yeah, know, I, I'm like, pretty sure I'm not gonna find out. You know what? I'm like that. That is not what I'm here for. No, I'm out of here. You know what? I'm going. I'm even pissed because your shops fucking suck. I can't even still find a dress for my character. She's wearing fucking pants. Like they only had boys' clothes out there. Like I don't know what this kind of. I don't know what you're trying to tell me in life that women can't be women. But I'm gonna find a store somewhere out there where women are appreciated. Unlike this fucking school where you only give me stupid uniforms to wear. What? Who was your starter? You know what? I went up the duck thing, and I think that was the worst choice I could have ever went with. Here's the thing, actually. I was going to take so, the goddamn grass cat, and I was going to go. I mean, I'm like, you know what? I always like the fucking plant Pokemon, though I know they kind of lead me astray half the time because plant Pokemon just not nearly as good as the other two. And then I got the fucking duck one. And then the second duck evolution is a ballerina-like duck thing, so it looks stupid as fuck. Oh, really? It's oh, like standing shit. there like, ho-ho, cross-legged, one arm up. I'm like, it's not even like black swan cool. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> it just looks it's stupid and dopey cool. now. Like, I thought that duck was something. I'm like, this duck might turn to something kind of cool. He's got a fucking pompadour. Maybe he's going to be like all rock. I'm like, oh, no. Like James Dean or some shit? No, he's not cool at all. Like, no. can, I, can I go back to Professor? Uh, you know what? Can I trade this Pokemon? I don't care if I have to level the other one up. Here, you can take it. It's like level 18. You t- take this off my hands. I don't need it anymore. Hopefully, well, the third evolution is going to be really awesome. Hopefully. I, I got the duck also because I'll be honest, I don't really like very many of the, <laughs> the starters here. I'm, I'm maybe I should have got the crocodile, but the thing I was looking at it, I was like, well, Pokemon Home. I have Pokemon Home now. And I've been playing Go just strictly out of like catching them in the wild with transfer to the game. So at least the ones that can go into the game. Yeah. And I was and I was looking, I'm like, well, what can go? What what's known to be able to transfer from other generations into this? And Cyndaquil was on there. I'm like, oh, cool. So it'd be really cool to have like Cyndaquil on my team early on. You know, just a couple of random starters. You know, like mm-hmm. Cyndaquil. I think I think maybe the Grass Monkey from um, that one. That one was a really because that was the one I had. That was a really cool Pokemon. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I was like, okay. So I could have a weird mixed match team of like some of a couple starters on there, not like exclusively starters, but just you know, it's just like okay, so. Mm-hmm. Water guy from this, and then like um, Cyndaquil, and then the grass, the, the grass monkey thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So That'd be a cool then I combo. look like, but then I'm like looking at this, I'm like, oh, oh, fucking go is not. I don't know why. I, I for some reason I assumed it would be. Um, oh, you you can't be, go up to this one. Not yet. No, or not home. Not, not home because you have you need home, and then you can drop whatever whatever. Uh, yeah, you drop home. And then home is not compatible with this, at least according. I, I, I tried to load it up. It wasn't popping in. And then I looked it up. And yeah, so I'm like, I, I thought this would be more in line or more streamlined with everything. But I, I guess not. You know, so That's I, I picked the duck. The only reason I picked the duck is because like, well, if I'm going to have a fire guy on my, time, my team, I might as well have Cyndaquil. And I'm like, well, see, I'm probably by the time by the time I could have Cyndaquil in this, he's probably going to be like, like already almost done with the game so well it's kind of weird because it's like one of those ones like i haven't found a single other pokemon in the game that i, f- I feel is worth keeping on the team yet everything else so far feels kind of like yeah this is cannon fodder until i find something else like i, I haven't found something that seems kind of cool that i want to really raise up yet so i'm still just stuck with the duck which i you know at the same time the, a water duck i mean i know a duck always seems like that but like the water duck kind of concept i guess like it's like a gold duck or a side duck but that seems mm-hmm. kind of cool enough in itself. Like, so I I hope that Pokemon turns out to be something. As I said, the bat, the fucking going from the cool little rockabilly looking kind of prick to like 
fucking being a ballerina giant. Yeah, it's a, giant. A, a duck as a ballerina just it does not even look very like agile or anything like that. It just it looks like if you just got the most go, you know goofy galoop kind of kid showing up to be in the ballerina class and just like, uh, son, your calves are thicker than anything else. You just look like you're standing on two tree trunks. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't think this is going to be for you. <laughs> well, it's also just looking at it. I was just kind of like, I don't know. The starters in this didn't look. The coolest one to me looks like a crocodile. That even looked a little like, you know. So, like, yeah. All right, cool. Don't don't make eye contact with them. You know, well, you're challenging them. So, yeah. like, and that, that even that though. I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like. The, the crocodile thing just seemed like the next best choice. And the only reason I didn't go with that is because, like, well, if I'm already going to have a fire guy, I might as well get, like, a cooler fire guy. Which is some, you know, by the time that's compatible, it's going to be over with. And or, we're probably almost done with the game, at least. And then yeah. the other thing is, like, the only the only one I'm kind of, like, I'm curious to see. There's, like, the new Pikachu thing. There's the little... Um, there's a little like brown Pikachu thing. I'm kind of curious huh. to see the Raichu version of that. So, yeah, I haven't read it that one yet. or something. Yeah. He, he's in there early on. He's like a little like brown mouse thing. It's electric, and it looks. Oh, I, like... I, I, I know what you're talking. I caught one of those. I didn't. I didn't know that that's what that was though. It's one of the Pikachu knockoffs with the new Pikachu knockoffs, and I'm curious to know what its later evolutions look like because I really like Raichu a lot. So. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of see. Now, granted, I'll say this. What are your kind of takes on the, the sort of the gameplay of this game? Because I feel that after playing Arceus, it's kind of like one of those ones. That it feels kind of like coming into this game. It's it's in a weird way. It's not bad. It's still Pokemon Classic, but it does feel like it feels like I've almost gone backwards. I don't know. So here's the thing. Arceus, I, I think there's I kind of knew what I was getting into going to this. So I was and I was playing um. I was playing, um, I haven't beat it yet, but I was playing X before I played this. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I was already kind of in that mindset and I restarted my sword, um, my sword file a little bit ago and dropped in some characters from Go just to ha- start off with a weird mixed match team, you know, from the beginning. So uh, I guess... Hmm, I think there's things that would be cool if, like, they implemented it. If they found that but in between. Because I like the battle system in Pokemon more than the battle system yeah. of Arceus. But at the same time, I like the idea that there's consequences to getting your ass kicked by wild Pokemon. I also like the idea that you can capture one. But I also like the idea that you could just, like, I don't feel like fucking battling it, but I want to, I want the experience. So you, you go fight them. I'll go over here. You know, I, I like that at the same time, you know? You mean how in this one, how you can send your Pokemon out and just like start, like they just go out and just start killing things randomly. <laughs> you just yeah. send them out like a fucking feral dog. <laughs> just starts going out murdering <laughs> shit. I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I felt a little bad for some of the ones I was going and killing because, like, you know, there's like it's a little like baby, baby, like um, I don't know what it's called, but the Merrill, baby Merrill thing. I feel like bad. Like, oh yes, murder it, Fido. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that feature. That feature's kind of nice. It just kind of goes out and just starts like <laughs> murdering things and picking shit up and so on. Like that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Which kind of stayed out? I cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I, was saying, I wish it kind of stayed out long. It felt like you always got to kind of keep dictating to it to keep going out. You know what I mean? Like, no, you return to me once you, when I say it's time to come back. 
Well, I also like that it's uh, maybe maybe Arceus was better about it too, but I feel like I like how I'm able to pick up an item. It just says the item. This is like you found a, you know, you have to stop and then watch him poke. You know, I just, I just like the idea that I can grab an item, keep running. You know, yeah. Um, and also, you don't have to, if you bump into somebody, you don't have to battle them right away. You can um, come back to them later. It's in real life. Like, dude, my guys are halfway dead. Fuck off. I'll be back in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, no, it is kind of nice, and I also like how they actually put, like, the fast heal in there, too, that's been in RPGs for a long time, but it's mostly, like, you go to the menu and just hit, like, a button and just automatically just takes whatever shit you got and uses it, and I'm like, that's awesome they put that in there. So there's there's a bunch of little things in this game that are pretty darn neat, and I mean, it's overall, I think it is kind of cool, but as I said, like, after playing Arceus, it's kind of like, that game was such, like, a brand new fluid experience that i feel this one's kind of like it's not bad but it is just like it does feel like it's a little bit of like a step back and ironically mm-hmm. it's like the weird thing is the game has kind of like the graphics feel kind of funky like you know this sounds weird but you know nintendo has always been like when their game goes out it feels like a hundred percent there's already weird kind of graphical issues i see in this game and it's like if this was sega i would believe it but it's kind of weird like sometimes like when you go to a battle and then like the camera tilts underneath and then it shows like the hollow ground, like, and it's doing things like that. Now granted there is a patch that was really, that was really big that was downloading when I was playing it. So maybe that Nintendo's like, fuck, 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 fuck. We're pulling a Sega. We always said, never be like Sega. Never be like Sega. What would, when you slap that sign every single time you came in, you know, don't be like <laughs> Sega and don't just send a game out. And we fucking just did it. And even some other, there's just other like little like minor things where like, it was again that point where like the Switch is starting to look like because let's be honest, like the Switch is really just a high end GameCube in HD for the most part, <laughs> or really the best way to yeah. say it, it's like it's like still play. It's like if someone was still making games for the Xbox 360. That's almost like the way I was kind of thinking about when I was playing this. It's like that's sort of what the Switch is. Is if someone was still out there making 360 games, that's kind of the the Switch. And they they missed that memo. Um... Yeah, the thing the thing with with it, it with the Pokemon games in general though is because um, when you think Nintendo, Nintendo stuff usually looks really good for what it is, given the hardware. You know, they always push the hardware to the limit. But uh, Pokemon for a long time has always been a little behind. It's always been you know game like Pokemon's always on like a strict schedule. I noticed, mm-hmm. so it's always they have very little time to. I'm not saying speed dick because they're always fun and people. I think sometimes people, some of the complaints I hear about Pokemon are justifiable. Some of them I feel like are people expecting too much. But I think something that there that is a little true is they haven't they haven't as had, it's taken a while to innovate on certain things, just because they're on the strict timeline. It's like okay, every two years a mainline game comes out and then we have like a remake or. Whatever. A spinoff between that you know yeah and it's kind of similar to zelda but i mean zelda could take longer like where's the zelda like mainline zelda games can take longer sometimes um so i think they have very little time to innovate and it's just like make these small little improvements here and there like the terrestrialization i prefer gigamax a hundred times over so we're shiny now like okay cool um i liked it when you guys were kaiju yeah, I feel like that feature too. I kind of looked at them like maybe I'd use that thing once in a blue moon, but it, it, it wasn't really selling me a whole lot on it. It's like that. That sometimes feels like that thing where it's like eh, it's just going to take more time. I got to watch the video of them like turning into it, and I could probably kill it in that amount of time. To be honest, it seems like also something that like they would they almost did to sell more like 
statues and action figures level. You can get terrestrialized Pikachu. You can get terrestrialized, you know, like whatever. And then yeah. you have the little like their type, their little chandelier thing they have on their on their this stupid little chandelier thing they wear on their head have that detachable or put on the other ones and, or and then you could sell light up versions and you could sell Christmas ornament version. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just I almost feel like that's more of a merchandising thing than a fucking real like the Gigamax, that just sounds cool. A giant Pokemon battling. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. But the Trestleized thing, I, I don't know, maybe maybe there's a thing with like diamonds and and um I think I think it's the Mediterranean. So maybe it's about diamonds and Mediterranean that I don't know about or something. I don't know, or a treasure hunt or some shit, but who knows? Yeah, maybe if that's the case, maybe this game takes place in Spain or something. Because it just it felt like it had a very like Mexican kind of feel to it or like Colombian. It's not like there's gonna be like the, here's here's a drug tree, you know, Lord Jim, you know. Let's fight. Let's let's have let's have the the, the Pablo Escobar of the Pokemon world be the villain. Not these te- <laughs> not these kids. Not these rich kids that just like dropped out just to piss off dad. You know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but um, I mean, the overall of it, it's fun going around catching Pokemon is kind of nice and easy because it's just like you see them, you go out there, capture whatever you want. You know what I mean? So that experience is kind of cool. I like how you can kind of send the Pokemon out for like extra training and so on. There is some neat stuff there. Um. But yeah, it's it's weird. As I, I will say, it, it does just feel for some reason after Arceus, though, it do, does feel like it's kind of sort of a little bit missing. And then the other thing that's kind of weird is like it's kind of cool that the battles just kind of happen like right there on the spot. The only downfall mm-hmm. is though is like because the way that the graphics sort of are, like sometimes you just get like weird like angles and so on like that. And it just doesn't look nearly as like exciting as like a normal Pokemon battle did when it used to cut away to like a battle menu. What's um. Is the uh, is the next Breath of the Wild, Breath of Tears of the Kingdom? Is that the, yeah. is that going to be the final like Switch game? I, I'm betting it is because generally, if you always kind of look at Nintendo, they mostly that always end off on a bang, like kind of like something like a Zelda, and that's what they've done ever since GameCube. If you think about it, Twilight Princess, then we ended off on Skyward Sword. Then uh, technically, Wii U ended off on uh, Breath of the Wild, so it's kind of like one of those ones. I'm pretty sure because it's, it's it's at that point because it's like I've, I've even myself I've I've come to the conclusion it's like I only buy Switch Switch games like if it's a, if a game goes on another system I might as well just get it on like Series X or something like that because I just have a feeling that a lot of times it's just not it's just either gonna not load as fast not gonna look as pretty not gonna you know other things like that. Because a lot of times I, there were some games I remember I would look at like, okay, well, the size is like 12 gigabytes on Switch. Well, the size is 36 gigabytes on Xbox Series X. I'm like, well, there's what am I missing out on those 24 gigabytes there? You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's a that's an awfully large amount of difference. Well, it's also something to the degree of like if I, I probably would have got Sonic Frontiers on PS4 if I, uh, if my, um, if, I, if my PS4 wasn't like a shipping container in the middle of the ocean right now. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't wait that long. But No, yeah. But th- th- that was totally understandable. But I'm wondering, though, for uh, the next Pokemon game, because that means the next Pokemon, next mainstay Pokemon game is probably going to be for the um, for the next Nintendo console. Do you, do you think a big opener? If because if you're timing it right, because isn't the next next Zelda isn't this year? It's 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 next year, right? 
Yeah, it's definitely, it could be even longer than that too, because it's a Zelda game. Because the mainstream Zelda games mostly take like five to six years to make, you know? Yeah, and it's been like probably four or five since Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, because Breath of the Wild, well, it came out in 2017, but it also got held back a year because it was because it was going to be a Wii U game. And then they're like, shit, just hold off longer. We'll just put it on the Switch as well. Yeah, but it came out in 2017, right? Yeah. So it's one of those ones, like, so it's been five years already. So it'll be about, so that's about right when it does come out, you know, Pokemon-wise, because so I feel like, a... oh, oh, I was going to say Pokemon. Oh, I was just gonna say, Pokemon wise, is you know, Pokemon. I, I could see Pokemon actually staying on the Switch longer than other things in a weird way because you know how like Pokemon a lot of times would even take a moment, even when the Game Boys changed to jump on over. Mm-hmm. It would feel like the 3DS came out, but then they'd be like, "Well, here's a Pokemon for DS before, and then the next one will be on 3DS." Well, I'm wondering if you think because you know, um, well, Pokemon is what gave the Game Boy longevity because they're ready to call it good, and then Pokemon killed it. Like, oh, this thing. This thing has some years on it. Um, I'm wondering if they if they would be as ballsy or would have a, as big a choice. Like their big one of their big opening, whatever the next system is, the big opening title is a Pokemon game. Maybe who knows? That would be one of the smartest that. ways because I feel that that would be like one of the easiest ways to sell hardware is just to utilize a Pokemon game. I mean, because if you think about it, I think when Sword and Shield came out, that was right when they released the Switch Lite. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because the Switch Lite would be in like the Game Boy version of the Switch. That felt like that's the perfect opportunity to sell those systems because that's going to go perfect with that game. Mm-hmm. Like that and like a Mario game or something like that. Yeah. You know? Cause it, well, I feel it's one of those wondering. ones like I, and, and, and Nintendo a hopefully. Lo- Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Nintendo learned that, uh, that you should always start off every console with either Mario or Zelda. Nobody else in a sense almost. I feel like. Because it's one of those ones that's never really always worked out. I mean, GameCube's kind of one of those ones where some people would go, it's kind of weird there's not like uh, an exact Mario game, there's a Luigi game. But it's like, yeah, but you also have Smash Brothers that comes out only like three weeks later. So I feel like Smash Brothers is probably, you know, almost even better than anything else you can kind of release. But um, it'll be interesting to see what Nintendo kind of has in the works. Because I know that new system's got to be coming up soon. Because as I said, like, it's the only thing about the Switch. The Switch is like, it's pushing. It's one of those ones. It's it's all... It's almost turned into like it is sort of like a glorified Game Boy that you play on your TV now kind of system. You know what I mean? Not not saying that's such a bad way, but like, you know, because it's that weird thing that like I think the Switch matches about a 360 in a sense, give or take. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of um... you know, maybe it may be slightly powerful in different aspects. It's like Nintendo will have kind of weird things where it's like they'll be like, Oh, it's actually more powerful in this weird way, but like at the end of the day, that's kind of what it sort of is is about just uh even if anything a high-end 360 and so that's not an xbox one and that's not even an xbox series x there's two generations that it's kind of behind now i mean you can even see it in this game when when this game like people talk that arceus look kind of funky i feel like this game looks even more kind of funky and i'm not putting it down exactly too much because i I'll, i'll play the funkiest looking game if it's a great game but it does like I, I it's one of those ones where it's like this one I felt like there was things I noticed where I was like, hmm. Okay. But being the most profitable franchise on the planet, like by this point, Pokemon is is the most profitable franchise on the planet. It's it's made more money than like Marvel, DC, any any singular Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft property. 
So you think they would be able to pour in a little money, a little bit more time, or just do something like, okay, look, we're going to just, we're not going to, mainstay Pokemon game is not going to be two years. It's going to be a little bit longer, but we're going to put out, we're going to have like some B teams put out some cool re-releases and some cool spinoff stuff. I know this is all easier said than done. Like, yeah. he's got the money to do it. I mean, come the fuck on. There's a, I was, I, I, my wife told me about it today. Here in the Netherlands, there is a, like, I think it's off branch, but there's an a, official, like, po- not official, but there is a Pokemon exclusive store. And I don't mean, like, a little hole in the wall, like, closet with, like, you know, a couple packs of cards and a couple stuffed Pikachus. I mean, like, it looks like something like a Poke Center from Japan, like pictures you see. Not not that level or that detail, but she told me, like, yeah, I was going, I was going and buying stuff. I saw this thing there, and then she pulled the pictures of it. And she showed it to me, like, holy shit, you know? I just I didn't think that it was, was one of those ones. Here. Like, I've been here for how long, and we haven't went there yet. Wasted my time, and I could have been at the Pokemon Center. Well, it's called like Pokey. It's something I don't know what it's called, but it was. Just, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's official because usually it's called a Pokemon Center or something. But this one, I was just like, "Holy shit! This is a full-on fucking like Pokemon store, and it actually looks like really. I don't know if it is official, but it looks legit. Like mm-hmm. like a big selection of stuff there. So I'm just kind of like, well, if that can, if you could have that, I know there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, it just seems so weird to me that. It's as popular and well known and big as it is, and they still have trouble throwing down money just for like graphics to look as good as like you know Mario. Yeah, I mean, I know that this game is very. It's it's definitely there's a reason why that the hardware is kind of being pushed. Like it's you could see because it's got this big open sprawling kind of thing. There's a lot of little creatures Mm -hmm. running around and so on like that. It's definitely. It's not necessarily just like they couldn't get it going, but there is some things in there that are like, hmm, this is a, this just feels un Nintendo, like almost like, like there wasn't enough testing going through or something like that. And maybe that's what, as I said, there was a big fat patch downloading that I know has never finished the whole time I was playing it, which means that like that's a good size uh, patch for Nintendo. And you know, most of my Nintendo yeah. game, I'll, I'll play through the entire game before I even like update the game because it's like, yeah, it's a Nintendo game. It's good. But I feel this one, the few times I'm like, I probably should see what that patch does. It might, uh, make yeah. a difference there. But, um, but I mean, overall, it's overall, I'm having a good time. It's Pokemon. I mean, I can't really complain. If I can find a good fucking store that actually sells good clothes, I'm going to be way more happier because in an ironic way, in the last like 10 years of Pokemon, I almost look more forward to finding those fashion stores than I do like finding like a Pokemon gym when I go to a new town. It's like, oh, well, what kind of cool outfits can I get for my character this time? You know? <laughs> time to accessorize. Yeah, no, I was kind of bummed with the, like the hair choices. I'm like, there's only there's only like three of them. It's just that weird thing because like nowadays they do that thing where they just like, uh, we can't really say man or woman anymore. So just like mesh them together and see what happens. Like you mesh like some men's styles and some women's styles and just shove them in the same box and just, you know, close the lid on it. And just see what forms, you know? So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you get some ones. It's like, well, this, this, this just looks weird when it's on like a woman and vice versa. I know it's going to look really weird if it's on a guy like, you know, I mean, granted, I guess it's good to have those choices, but it's just, it's so weird. Like that stuff nowadays is kind of like throwing me off. Like when you go to try to do something, they're, keeping, also, they're just keeping it open. That's, they're just getting the next generation ready. That's all. That, that's uh, it. It's just, it, it's just, it's, it's confusing for us old timers that are trying just to figure out like what's going on here. My last job, I worked at it with a couple of Gen Z kids. So I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen this. Yeah, just one of those. And it's not even kind of like old man, like, you kids, you go do it. I'm just like, "Eh, okay, whatever. 
Yeah. It's more just one of those ones when it comes down to like. Only makes sense to be in Pokemon. It just gets all this weird shit in the way that like it just makes it more complicated for me. I'm like, hey, I just need to I just need to get to where I need to get at. You know what I mean? Like, let's get this crap out of here. You know, but whatever. As I, as I said, as long as I can find some actual like non men clothes for my like girl character to wear, I'll be happy. Well, I'm sure they'll pop up eventually. Yeah, they, they better. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's my first thing. It's like, fuck all these other missions. I'm going, which, which place has the best fashion store? That's where I'm going first. <laughs> God forbid. I, you know what I mean? I was so glad at least there was a couple outfits just from first. I'm like, do I have to have these stupid safari looking pants on the whole thing? I'm like, okay, I'll put the suit and tie thing on. Like she's running for fucking president, but I'm not going to wear the Hillary Clinton haircut then. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I, I mean? It's like, well, yeah. Well, Pompadour would look, it would look weird on a girl, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I chose the long bob for the girl because I felt that was looked m- most appropriate. But I always um, get my characters, I usually get my characters stupid names. So, like, my, my character's name of this is Daddy's Home. So, you get a lot of like, hey, Daddy's Home, you know. <laughs> Daddy's Home wants the challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's always, you know. I always give them stupid names. So, yeah. Daddy's oh, home yeah. is the pompadour, a silver pompadour. So, well, it, it goes along with the first duck. Mm, that's true. Yeah. That's Daddy's going to be sorely surprised when he sees the second duck. <laughs> Maybe he's open minded. He's like, I love you no matter what you are. The ballerina. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. I accept you. Whatever you want to be in life. But, um, but yeah, well, no, ducks, I, love- I, I named the, I named the duck the moist boy. So, the moist boy. Yeah, there you go. Is it a boy or a girl? Did you check that before you got it? I don't know. I just kind of like, I have a couple of stupid names. I, I always kind of like, if I have a water guy, I usually call it that. If I have like, if I have a plant guy, I usually call it like Barbara's bush, you know? So <laughs> just, it's usually like something kind of like, just stupid fucking like, like names that like, you know, like make a parent like, can you explain this to me? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I need to explain well. Barbara's Bush. I think I need to explain that to kids, but probably not. Probably best not to. Yeah, just got like, well, you know, she's dead, but uh, we could show you. <laughs> Still growing. <laughs> <laughs> you ever dig a grave before? But, uh, <laughs> but, That's uh, my Blastoise yeah. and like, let's go. So, God, sorry. Yeah, there up. we go. But uh, Blastoise by Venusaur. Yeah, so I, I look forward to uh, playing through this one some more and, uh, you know, um, yeah, diving in to see what kind of happens now that the game finally opens up. Because I feel like that's kind of it. So it feels like the game finally, I got past the long ass intro and now the game finally opened. Like, I almost felt like the game could have opened right here almost. It could have been like, well, it's, one, it's like, okay, you're at school and it's going through and here's a couple things. I'm professor, whatever, or who cares? And boom, there you go. Go do what you want. Like that, that's how it should have opened up. Yeah, yeah, I could have. It could have instead but. of instead of about three hours of uh, getting to that part, but uh, whatever. Uh, good times in store. We'll come back to some more Pokemon, and probably at the rate that we go podcasting wise, something else will run into our way at the same time, and it could be another double triple feature of fun times. But beyond all that good fun stuff, go to oldmanways dot com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, all our old animations, and other good time stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, and I'm Ryan Dunningham. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.